Flyover Politic Podcast, the show for normal Americans. From his undisclosed bunker, here's your host, Tony Reed. My name is Delaney Tarr, and I'm a senior at Stoneman Douglas High School. I'm a senior who, late last night, after getting in from a long and arduous trip to Tallahassee, was asked to write a speech, a seven-minute long speech, because that was what we had to deliver to the media, to the people of the country. Because speaking from the, because speaking from the heart is what we do best. This movement, this movement created by students, led by students, is based in emotion. It is based in passion, and it is based in pain. Our biggest flaws, our our tendency to be a bit too aggressive, our tendency to lash out, things that you expect from a normal teenager, these are our strengths. The only reason that we've gotten so far is because we are not afraid of losing money. We are not afraid of getting reelected or not getting reelected. We have nothing to lose. The only thing we have to gain at this point is our safety. And coming here today as a teenager full of passion, a bit too much passion, was very disappointing. As you've heard from my colleagues and my peers, we've been to many rooms, we've spoken to only a few legislators, and try as they might, the most we've gotten out of them is, we'll keep you in our thoughts, you are so strong, you are so powerful. We've heard enough of that, we've heard enough of, we are so strong, we are so powerful, because that is not why we are here today. We are not here to be patted on the back. We are not here to be told that we're great, that we're doing so much, because we know what we're doing, and we're doing it for a reason. We're doing it so that our legislators, so that our lawmakers will make a change, so that they will take us seriously, so that they will not dismiss us any longer, so they won't reschedule, so they won't push us into another room as they dance around our questions. Because we came here prepared, and we're going to come to every single meeting with every single legislator prepared. We know what we want. We want gun reform. We want common sense gun laws. We want stronger mental health checks and background checks to work in conjunction. We want a better age limit. We want privatized selling to be completely reformed so you can't just walk into a building with $130 and walk out with an AR-15. I want to make this super obvious point. The government has proven that they cannot keep you safe. And yet, some people want all of us to disarm. You heard that town hall last night. They cheered the confiscation of firearms, and it was over 5,000 people. I had to have a security detail to get out. I wouldn't have been able to exit that if I did not have a private security detail. There were people rushing the stage and screaming, burn her. And I came there to talk solutions, and I still am going to continue that conversation on solutions, as the NRA has been doing for before I was alive. But the government can't keep you safe, and some people want us to give up our firearms and rely solely upon the protection of the same government that's already failed us numerous times to keep us safe. And then they also call Trump a tyrant, but then say that they want the president to also confiscate our firearms. Try to figure that one out. And welcome back to Flyover Politic Podcast. It is the 23rd of February, Year of Our Lord 2018. And that is the focus of our podcast. The theme of this show is politics. It's not about kids. It's not about 17 dead teenagers. It's about politics. CNN, which has a... Terrible ratings that have dropped 30% year on year. They found a group of kids raised by liberals in a fully liberal district with a liberal sheriff and liberalness that allowed some kid, after 39 reports, including putting guns to people's heads, the FBI walk in. He's a liberal. 
kill kids. And now they grab these. They grab these kids. They're funded by Hollywood, as we'll see. And, folks, not only will you see by the end of this, because it's just really hard for me to articulate. I'm so angry off this town hall from CNN that we'll cover in our first segment. They don't only hate guns. They hate people that own the guns. And it's because they don't listen to them. They don't pattern their life after the worldview. We will see Dana Loesch attacked over and over and over for her belief in the Second Amendment that the majority of Americans also believe believe in. You're going to see all sorts of negative stats we've been seeing for the last two podcasts. They're all bullshit. They're lying. And you're going to hear a crowd, the media, who's full full abolishment of the Second Amendment. And that's all weapons, not the AR-15. It's because they don't understand it. They fear them. And more importantly, the politics of they can't control a large sect of this country. We won't bend to their belief. Remember, Hollywood is the tell of the Democratic Party. I talk about it on the show, most of you think, oh, he's full of shit. But the gay agenda, the, the transgender agenda, <clears throat> the black president, the woman president, those are things that were tells long before anybody was even eligible to run, you know, before Hillary could ever run, before anybody could ever run. In the show, I'm not full of shit on this. Here's a scene from a 1995 movie. This was the American president. I actually really like this movie because of the love story aspect. But but listen to what this air quote president said. Tomorrow morning, the White House is sending a bill to Congress for its consideration. It's White House Resolution 455, an energy bill requiring a 20% reduction of the emission of fossil fuels over the next 10 years. It is by far the most aggressive stride ever taken in the fight to reverse the effects of global warming. The other piece of legislation is the crime bill. As of today, it no longer exists. I'm throwing it out. I'm throwing it out and writing a law that makes sense. You cannot address crime prevention without getting rid of assault weapons and handguns. I consider them a threat to national security, and I will go door to door if I have to, but I'm going to convince Americans that I'm right, and I'm going to get the guns. Still not convinced? The Washington Free, Free Beacon bought back, brought back, I'm sorry, a Dan Pfeiffer op-ed. And it was, it was basically urging Democrats to stop playing lip service to law-abiding gun owners, engage what amounts to full-on assault on gun rights, a straight-up advocacy for confiscation. He writes, we are nibbling around the edges instead of proposing bold, meaningful solutions, Pfeiffer wrote. His suggestions include implementing a national gun registry, mandating smart gun technology, and rolling out a buyback program similar to Australia. Pfeiffer accused Democrats of being brainwashed into expressing support for the Second Amendment and the culture of gun owners. Democratic politicians have been brainwashed by political hacks like me to begin all of their statements about guns by declaring support for the Second Amendment and a deep, deep affinity for the culture of hunters and sportsmen, Pfeiffer wrote. They want the guns. It's not about kids. Current death toll, 2018. Abortion. 137,080, tobacco, 43,900, obesity, 38.5,000, medical errors, 31.5,000, 
12,000 uh, by alcohol, 5,000 by suicide, 4,200 by drunk driving, poisoning, 3,900, drug abuse, 3,200, murder by people with guns, 1,443, murder by actual guns, zero. There's somebody out there who actually showed kids are dying more, almost 4,000 of them have died from texting and driving. And they're not even with the American people. Young Turks, a poll, backfired. 69% of America said, no, we don't, we don't want you to ban assault rifles. They don't want you to ban anything. During this, you're going to see how the NRA is clubbed like a baby seal. Up front, I'm going to let Dana Loesch talk, because Dana Loesch has been just ridiculed, called a murderer. You will see they said, burn her like she's a witch. The NRA is a member organization of average Americans that lacks the authority and resources to follow up on reported red flags like the FBI is supposed to do, yet it's being blamed for somehow not doing the FBI's job. Progressive media refused to question why no follow-up. The discussion is how to better reorganize or recognize the red flags and improve protocol on checking reported repeated threats. I'm all for it, especially since this is the sixth or so time that reported threats were ignored. NRA has also fought... For 20 years, for improvement of protocol and for states to fully comply with reporting those mentally adjudicated to NICs to bar purchase. Lawmakers like Feinstein don't demand all convictions to be reported to the system. This is where threats fall through the cracks. To Shanna Weissman, Sloth Committee Chairman, a verified account. Provocative tweet designed to be retweeted thousands of times by those who agree with my sentiments and like the harsh communication, but also designed to appall those with any sense of decency who will then retweet and point out its awfulness, thus letting it reach farther. That sums up everything I'm about to read. Ted Cruz slams him, and it's all over the internet, his 15-minute interview that was never aired, so that answers last podcast bullshit. And to show these people are so out of touch with America, before we actually get into our fire effect, folks, this is an actual tweet, 215-18-823, Maxine Waters. There's no reason for anyone to own a gun. If a home invader gets past my armed security detail, which they won't because I hire the best, then what, what good is a gun going to do me? Hashtag gun control now. I don't know how many times I've said on this podcast, how many freaking peep times the media, the, the politicians, Hollywood, that they all declare we don't need guns because they're surrounded by them. You can't even get in CNN studio without armed guards being there, folks. There's armed guards in CNN, who was the biggest culprit on this. Chelsea Handler shows that this is politics. They see the midterms and they see this is something they can rally their base and get people to the poll. Republican platform, child molesters, sexual assaulters, child murder, voter suppression, good fucking luck in November. When we re- elect a record number of women to replace all of you. Scott Dorkin, blah, blah, look at these kids. Ban machine guns. That was a hashtag. A trending hashtag on Twitter. Because they know nothing about guns. They don't care. And to show intersectionalities throughout this, CNN, Russian link box are promoting pro-gun messages on Twitter in an attempt to sow discord in the aftermath of Florida school shooting, monitoring group says. It's been found the monitoring group that's pushing all this to CNN is Bill Crystal, a never-Trumper. And to date, everything he said 
is false. Matt Drudge. No, I'm going to read him last. Brooke Baldwin watched her show the other day. It's like democracy now. All of CNN's like democracy now. Take the guns. I wonder how people suffering from mental illness in this country feel about real Donald Trump calling them sickos. See, Trump, which I'm not going to cover this podcast, did a hearing session. They've mocked him saying he doesn't like it calling an active shooter because it scares kids. They mocked that he had a note card with notes, probably the theme. I hear you. Reminding him to listen and not open his mouth. And he did that. The only way on the whole entire media that I saw anybody actually praise him was Morning Joe. Everybody else was talking about cue cards or he called mental people with mental illness sickos. It's just politics. And lastly, Matt Drudge. Media harangues people about what they can have what they should do, how they should feel, has reached such an absurd level, it is all so far removed from simply reporting what it is. He could be never more truer. neglected and at this point you're either with us or against us Cameron you had some very harsh words this week for Senator Marco Rubio Governor Rick Scott here in Florida you said they have blood on their hands at this point any politician on either side who is taking money from the NRA is responsible for events like this and one of the things we're trying to do here is Give everybody a clean slate and create a new normal where there's a badge of shame on any politician who's, expect, who's accepting money from the NRA, no matter where they are. Because at the, end of the, at the end of the day, the NRA is fostering and promoting this gun culture in which people like Nicholas Cruz can gun down 17 innocent lives at our school. And I want to represent those people and I want to get something done. And Congressman Deutsch, I know you have a reaction to that. I, I do, I do. And... and... Uh, Carlos and I have worked well together, but the, the, I, I have to represent my constituents who want Carlos and and others in the House and Senate to to just be clear about this. Do you support universal background checks? Yes or no? Do you support the terror watch list bill that says if you're too dangerous to fly, you shouldn't be able to buy a gun? And do you support what had been the law until 2004, which was a ban on assault rifles that are made for no purpose other than maximum killing? It's not my, all I've heard all week is how frustrated people are with rhetoric. They want action. That There are bills that we can pass tomorrow, but the, the things we need to do are the ones I just outlined. And I and and. And Congressman, Congressman Cabello, will you do those things? 
Well, I've already Will you support that. I've already co-sponsored the uh, Thompson King legislation, which expands background checks and uh, also expands rights. By the way, for those who are law-abiding citizens and responsible gun owners. You said that the governor and Senator Rubio murdered 17 people. Why? It's Rick Scott and Marco Rubio who allow this to happen. They are enablers, and they're the blood of 17 people and all those injured and all the families that have been hurt. This is all on them. They have us thinking that this is inevitable and that we can't do anything to stop it. It's too difficult. We're done with that. The GOP has abandoned us and left us to people like Nicholas Cruz. This is for any of you to respond to. This is what Speaker Ryan said. We need to think less about taking sides and fighting each other politically and just pulling together. I disagree with that statement because it's, it's very clear that there are two sides to this and there are, there are certain people that accept money from the NRA and I believe Speaker Ryan is one of those people. Now those who will disagree with the, the framing of, of what you just said and what we're hearing from others is that the NRA didn't purchase the gun, the NRA didn't pull the trigger, the NRA didn't conspire to kill. They might not have pulled the trigger but they're who allowed him to buy the gun. Someone who isn't even allowed to buy alcohol legally is allowed to buy a war weapon? Like, where does that make sense? Does this make you uncomfortable, what you're hearing from people who want to, to limit access to weapons? I just don't feel it's realistic to expect people to just deny a right that they've been given by the Second Amendment and the, through the, throughout the entire history of this country. I just feel like if we take small steps now that are plausible, Maybe later we can actually take larger steps that will stop things from ever happening again. I think mental health is something that everybody can get on. I've never seen this kind of reaction to something like this. There's been 18 mass shootings in schools this year, and I, I didn't hear about them. Isn't the, the, the difficulty here legislatively the Constitution, which is Brett Stevens's point in the New York Times, which is he's calling for the repeal of the Second Amendment, and he says the United States has by far more guns and more hands than any other country in the developed world. It has by far the highest incidence of firearm-related homicides and suicides. Correlation is not causation, but since Americans aren't dramatically crazier than other nationalities, what other explanation is there? However, it is in our Constitution, right. unlike right. other Western democracy. Yeah, I mean, getting rid of the Second Amendment is just, it's not realistic. It's right. a nice intellectual exercise that people might want to have, but it's not realistic. <laughs> I do think that there is some potential on the state. The state and local piece of this is, seems much more ripe than, look, Congress is deadlocked. They can't even barely keep the government open, no. right? And so the idea that they're going to do something here, and they're also, to a certain extent, owned by the NRA. The NRA spent $55 million in the 2016 elections. That's like more than twice as much as they did in 2012. So, you know, the idea that, that they're going to do something in this atmosphere is that is history doesn't show that that'll happen, but also just the parties. The Republicans are much stronger on this issue. This is a top-tier issue for them. And for Democrats, it isn't really. Not, not a voting not issue. Any, not well, Cornell, at the NRA, I think their great strength here has been how they've re-messaged gun ownership and they've wrapped it in the flag. Right. And, and by the way, and Democrats have been more afraid of the Republican base than they have been of, quite frankly, the middle swath of, 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 of America. We'll never get a handgun ban with the Second Amendment as stated. I don't know. I don't know that we can. Kowski, Jason Matera, I appreciated your remarks. Um, I know you're a vocal leader on the subject of gun safety in America. I was wondering, 
is it time we have a serious conversation, not just about assault rifles, but handguns as well? Well, that's why if we have um, universal background checks, that'll affect any every single kind of weapon. The Brady campaign thinks that on all the things that have been suggested, that this may actually be the thing that goes the most to reduce gun, gun violence. But, you know, we want, our, we want everything on the table. This is a moment of opportunity. There's no question about it. Well, see, most of the murders, though, are committed with handguns. So why, why is that not on the table? Background checks... We're not going to be able to win that, but background, not now, but background checks, I think, are going to, um, you know, address any kind of weapon. We're on a roll now, and I think we've got to take the, um, you know, we're going to push as far, as hard as we can and as far as So the assault weapons ban is just the beginning? Oh, oh, absolutely. I mean, I'm against handguns. We have in in Illinois the um, council against handguns. Absolutely. We'll never get a handgun ban with the Second Amendment as stated. I don't know. I don't know that we can't. And sir, I think there may be a, an allowance once again for communities. I have communities in my district that prohibited handguns within their borders. The rights of municipalities and, and, and states to, to view that as a sensible way to say to to keep people safe. I, I don't think it's precluded. I think one of the other things that are different is the arguments on the other side used to be civilized, and now they're repugnant. Well, there doesn't seem to be even a moment of silence and compassion and thoughtfulness on the part of gun advocates for what has happened. There's something kind of um, aggressively and... and um, inhumanly repetitive about this uh, line that guns are essential to American liberties, hard one to stomach when so many thousands of people are dying every year for this, uh, for this uh, so-called uh, 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 liberty. How do the voices of law enforcement, the voices of the victims, and the voices of a majority of Americans who are for common sense restrictions on, I agree with you, a so-called uh, uh, right, um, not breakthrough. That's our third, first theme the media played. Outright abolishment. It goes with what we talked about in the front. They just want it. And they could be no more painted throughout this. They hate the NRA. They hate the people that have the guns. Even though over and over, more and more information, Jake Tapper, the day after his very biased, very pointed town hall, which really was just a public shaming exercise. And we'll hear Ben Shapiro and and uh, Tucker Carlson, their version of it, which are pretty funny. Host's family, who originally took and shoot her after his mother's de- death, warned local law enforcement the 19-year-old had used a gun against people before and had put the gun to others' head in the past, according to records obtained by CNN. And then the other one is the fact that there was an armed SO on the premises and he pushed out. But that doesn't really matter because all they've done is show stuff from the Brady campaign on how armed teachers won't work. Planned Parenthood, NARAL. Well, here's a Planned Parenthood. Schools are meant to be safe. They're sites of growth and development for young people. Parents should never have to fear their children will lose their lives senseless gun violence. 
You kill a million babies a year. That's how brazen the left is. They're so into it. If it's not that, then it's Kurt Eichenwall. Remind, all those GOPers are now saying the answer to school shooting is dealing with mental illness. They are the same people who last year passed a law to give the mentally ill the ability to buy guns. That was retweeted 4,000 times. It's a total lie. We've already debunked it on three consecutive fucking podcasts. The ACLU was against the freaking Social Security Administration giving out that information. But the NRA, our second theme, was constant. So bad, Kristen Gillibrand tells Colbert how to break the NRA's chokehold on Congress. That was an article, a whole segment. But before we get into all the ugly, here's a rebuttal from the Federalist. If you want a gun control, stop calling the NRA a terrorist organization. Many on the left are so exasperated and furious at the lack of gun control measures in Congress, they've taken a fairly new route. Call the NRA a terrorist organization. We can argue about effectiveness of certain proposals, but if gun control advocates ever want gun owners to come to the table, they need to stop mindless name-calling or risk further dividing the country. And looking for a villain to blame for shooting shootings across the country, many have latched onto the NRA trying to turn the organization into a boogeyman to unite against. We saw this knee-jerk reaction from places like Keith Olbermann in 2017 to the root to comedians like Mike, Michael Ian Black. While it may feel cathartic in the moment to lash out online, it's gross misunderstanding of the NRA and the source of their power in American politics. Even worse, this sends a divisive message to gun owners across the country that further splits our already fractured republic. The NRA gets its power from millions of Americans, five million. And the NRA, the NRA only spent 5.1 million lobbying Congress on firearms issue, which accounts for just 0.5% of the 3.34 billion spent on lobbying last year. Really think about that. 51 million. Planned Parenthood did that more for Hillary by herself. This article goes on to say calling five American, five million Americans terrorists, all it's going to do because 42% of this country is a household with a gun, is make them dig their heels in. So instead of starting doing what they say, we want everybody on the table, the left has gone straight NRA. NRA is a terrorist. Dana Loesch is a witch. And said, everybody that's not like us, you're evil. So much so that during the town hall, politicians... In the United States of America, who are conservative, said they were the shooter. That was the implication. We'll get into the scripting in a bit. Just to show a media conversation. In the last week on social media, Americans have attacked and insulted and rude against U.S. Olympians because they don't like their politics and attacked and insulted teen survivors of a U.S. school shooting for discussing policies with which they disagree. Ken Gardner took him to task. In the last week, journos on social media have all but called the president a traitor and accused Republicans of having blood on their hands from the shooting. Journos in glass houses should not throw rocks, just saying. 
all Tapper could do is, that's false. And then when confronted with what's false about it, nothing. Nothing. But that was the week. Even so much, a billboard which appears on Interstate 65 in Louisville was an act of vandalism according to Outfront Media, the business that owns the sign. The words Resist 45 also appeared on the sign and the Resist Movement Against the Presidency of Donald Trump. The USA Today carried it. A vandalized billboard in Louisville is calling out the National Rifle Association. That's how the media covered it. Calling out. It says kill the NRA. They're not calling them out. They're saying kill the NRA. Big difference. But they got it from the Democratic Coalition. A vandalized billboard along a major interstate in Louisville is calling out the NRA following the resent, recent school shooting in Kentucky and Florida. The sign reads, kill the NRA, using the wrong pronoun is literally violence. But telling people to kill other Americans is just calling them out, somebody said. A resistance journalist. The billboard that reads, kill the NRA, doesn't infer to kill people. If you believe that, you're just ignorant. The message is simple. Kill the influence that the NRA has on politicians. Somebody responded to him. Kill means love. Abortion means life. Another person. I'm, I'm old enough to remember the clenched fists of truth was seen as violent rhetoric. That's the media. Fuck the NRA. Planned Parenthood can do whatever they want. They can kill a million babies. They're a, they're for women. <clears throat> With all the rest of you who own a gun, you're a piece of shit. Shannon Watts. Did a theme within it. Government, Governor Scott supported this, did this, did this, did this. A million morons tweeted her tweets. SC Cup, who we'll hear from a couple times, she took her to task. This is in leadership, but he's not wrong. When Dems had control, they were too scared of 94 to do anything. This is the first of many Republican women being attacked. Starting to think the NRA is giving you money. She's literally on the payroll. These are multiple tweets. Yes, please look into it. And also up, look up the word literally. I'm not fake news. Are you saying that you've never been compensated? Yes, that's what I'm saying. A male sexist that's liberal that gets away with it, she compensates them. You're a member. You pay them dues. Therefore, the NRA is compensated by you. Boom. SE Cup. Sweetheart, try to keep up. The controversy was whether I was paid by them. But seriously, who's fatter? Meghan McCain or press secretary was a reply. Rude pundit. Outlaw the assault rifle. Have buybacks. If that doesn't work, confiscate them. If that doesn't work, pry them from cold, dead hands if you need to. I don't fucking care if you're a good, lawful gun owner. I don't fucking care. That's the left. Mary Catherine Ham is our second Republican woman assaulted by a male from the left. I probably need to say this. It's an extremely bad idea. Mary, fuck you and your libertarian views. Sally Cohn brought back out the $10,000 given to the entire Junior Razzi program from the NRA. 
100,000 tweets on this, probably a million by now, from sheep who don't understand it was air rifles. Dean Obadiah, Florida shooting killer Nicholas Cruz, is literally trained by the NRA. The NRA is now training terrorists who kill American children. And he starts our new segment, Hot Takes. I made this before the town hall when I was really angry. That's the National Aerobics Championship song with all the words out of Ashley Judd's mouth of the Women's March. Stay classy, libs. But here they come, Billy Corbin, a picture of bloody hands. Hey, Marco Rubio, on a scale of 1 to 10, how committed are you to helping the NRA continue to kill children? Big theme this week. Alyssa Milano, retreated by a bunch of sheep. Also popular in 1791, the year the Second Amendment was adopted. Slavery, bloodletting, lead paint, cholera, neon taser, who pretty much sums up my feeling. 15,000 people thought this was clever at the time it was retweeted. Somebody pointed out the First Amendment was pretty popular then, too. The abortion people, Women's March. Three facts about the NRA. The NRA was the single largest donor to the to 45's presidential campaign. The NRA claims to defend all people's Second Amendment rights but remains silent when the right of black and brown people are violated. The NRA board of directors is almost entirely white and male. Hi, everyone. Here's a simple breakdown of how dangerous and influential the NRA is. Please retweet. They then brought up the... $10,000 to air rifles. It's just not about money. The NRA is directly tied to the rise in white supremacy. Matt Vespa. Odd. I'm a Korean American. Been a proud NRA member for years. They haven't yet to burn a cross on my lawn. Also, they won't because this tweet is total garbage. Somebody else said, literally has an anti-Semite as one of its leaders. And lastly, for the Women's March, you kill babies. When they weren't going out to the NRA and attacking 5 million Americans more, 42% of the households, which is legal guns. We're not talking about all the illegal guns that the left has no problem with. They were doing the, it's easier to do this. It's easier to buy a gun than this. That was the whole concept. CBS News started it. In Florida, it's easier to buy assault rifle than it is obtained cold medicine. After they were crushed by the entire world, they never took the tweet down. And during it, Cody Davis, another one of these kids that I'm supposed to let all policy be dictated by, because they're so important that they eat fucking Tide Pods, and Congress was addressing it before the shooting. Now I need to listen to them. I was able to buy an AR-15 in five minutes. I'm 20, and my ID has expired. The only thing problem with it is, he never did anything, never filled out the paperwork. The gun broker destroyed him. It was retweeted by everybody on CNN, including Chris Cuomo. When Chris Cuomo, 
Because I'm not even going to Van Jones and Acosta and all them fucking toads. Was called out on, it's a lie. This is how he replied. Isn't the point that kids age and lack of ID, wasn't a deterrent? And that it isn't all gun shops? Place I bought my shotgun, but it goes farther than the law requires and makes judgments about whom to sell to. Point is, the system should be better. Right. You're justifying, justifying sharing a false story to over a million people while screaming about facts first. Just breathtaking. When he was called a liar in this thread, lying, look, if you want to fight against background checks, make the case. Whether it's called a kid actor or lying about how no laws could stop the shootings, this is the BS to call out 97% of people who want better checks. Why fight that? They're so sanctimonious. By the end of the day, he never, ever, ever conceded he had shared fake news. He was in such a zealot mode to prove we need to take all the guns. He never conceded it, and he never removed it. He doubled down with something else. Now, I'll go on the offensive. I'm Chris Cuomo. Fuck, I'm on CNN. I'm important. My daddy's governor or shit. In my experience, engaging in gun vocab is mostly a distraction. AR is a military-style rifle, period. Too many people get them and use them to kill innocent people. Who gets them and how much, how must be con- reconsidered. The important thing, Chris, is for everyone to speak the same language on the issue. A talk on gun control should be had using the appropriate and correct gun terms and language. Too many people get frustrated over circular arguments like the definition of semi-automatic. But truth never comes in line. Here's some stats. Here's some facts first. A list of mass shootings between April 1999 and January 2013 prepared for lawmakers in Connecticut showed that rifles were used in 10 incidents and shotguns in 10 others, while handguns were used in 42. Glock brand pistols turned up in nine of those cases. Another compendium of mass shootings in 2009 by the New York Times showed that handguns were used in 13 incidents compared to five in which a rifle was a primary weapon. Glocks were recovered from six of the perpetrators. So it's really not the rifle. Katie Pavlich kind of sums it up. Aren't you a journalist? When it comes to passing laws and legal ramifications of doing so, language is extremely important. The AR-15 the AR aren't a style. They're a sporting rifle. Further handguns are the most used in mass shooting according to DHS. He never conceded. Another one. Rifles, 2.2% of all murders. Shotguns, 2.1. Handguns, 48%. Stabbing, 12%. For fuck's sake, hands, fist, feet, and push kills more people, 5.1%. But we don't need facts. It's politics. So, back to CBS News. They then did this. Note. Previous tweet was removed because it contained inaccuracies and lacked sufficient context. Another word for, you're fucking wrong. You lied. But now, five things are more complicated than buying a gun in Florida. And those are wrong. Those are completely wrong too. 
So that was a theme. But the biggest theme, the most important theme, was let's take kids raised by liberals in a district that was won 56% for Hillary at a rich white school, and let's sensationalize the fuck out of them. We, as we saw, the teen survivors of that Florida school shooting are demanding change and calling for action on gun control, announcing a march on Washington next month called A March for Our Lives. ABC's Adrian Bankert is in Parkland there with more on this. Good morning, Adrian. Textbooks. Not because we are going to be another statistic about mass shootings in America. We are going to change the law. On Tuesday, students meet with state lawmakers in Tallahassee. And from there, prepare for rallies this week in Parkland, Florida, and across the country next month, including a march on Washington. People are saying that it's not time to talk about gun control. And we can respect that. Here's the time. March 24th, in every single city, we are going to be marching together as students begging for our lives. Yeah, you know, it's absolutely disgusting how how easy it is uh, to access, you know, these assault weapons. No other country in the world, uh, this is, uh, it's not easy like it is in America. And, of course, America has constant mass shootings. It seems to be like a daily thing now. Um, but, you know, we know what we're up against. Uh, the NRA has consolidated a lot of power. They have a lot of politicians in their back pocket. But as long as politicians continue to uh, uh, get money from the NRA, we're going to vote them out. So they're going to get what's coming to them. Guy could make time to talk about it. Uh, David, Kevin, I appreciate you being with us. David, the, first of all, that Donald Trump Jr. is liking tweets, espousing a conspiracy theory involving you and your dad. I'm wondering what goes through your mind when you hear that? I'm just so sorry that these people have lost their faith in America because I know I certainly haven't. The fact that these people refuse to believe that, that something like this could happen is something that all of us don't want to believe, but the sad truth is that it is. Uh, these people saying this is absolutely disturbing, and I'm not an actor in any sense, way, shape, or form. I'm the son of a former FBI agent, and that is true. But as such, it is also true that I, went to, that I go to Stoneman Douglas High School and I was a witness to this. I'm not a crisis actor. I'm somebody that had to witness this and live through this, and I continue to have to do that. But I'm also that it, it's just, it's unbelievable to me that these people are even saying this. And the fact that Donald Trump Jr. liked most is disgusting to me, but though false in, in terms of the sense that um, these people keep saying that I'm anti-Second Amendment. I'm not. I would love if, I want every American to be able to own a gun that has a mentally stable mind, a person that has a credible background that doesn't have any previous like major convictions, and somebody that's not going to go out and commit these atrocities, because those are the people that are at fault here. I do not want to take constitutional rights of American citizens in the same way that with freedom of speech, you can't say something that causes uh, direct danger. I want that to be the same way, like, you know how you can't say we do, there's a fire in a movie in a crowded movie theater. I'm the same way. Politicians who sit in their gilded house and senate seats, funded by the NRA, telling us nothing could have ever been done to prevent this. We call BS. We say that tough. They say that tougher gun laws do not decrease gun violence. We call BS. They say a good guy with a gun stops a bad guy with a gun. We call BS. They say that no law is 
could have been able to prevent the hundreds of senseless tragedies that have occurred. We call BS. Oh, just so uh, conservatives and, and, and people who are extreme on guns uh, think that this is just sort of some liberal uh, insight from me, who actually very conservative, uh, let, let, let me talk about another issue uh, that they may understand more, and that is abortion. You are seeing poll numbers move on abortion for uh, banning abortions after, after uh, 20 weeks. Why? Because for the past decade, younger Americans have been going in and they have been seeing 3D imagery exactly. where they can look into the womb. And you, if some activist says, your child is a lump, I must tell you, I've had four kids. I've never once had a doctor go to me, hey, we've got your lump. Let me show you your lump. And there's your lumps. You know, look at your lump's profile. <laughs> Andrew, or Jack, who's nine years old now, I knew very early on. I said, oh, my God, that profile. He does not have my nose. That's a beautiful nose. <laughs> and that was early on in the process. But you, this is an example of science, yeah. technology changing, that is going to change the politics of abortion, where suddenly, again, viability, when Jack was born early, you go into the NICU, and kids even nine years ago were, right. were surviving 24 weeks in. This is an issue that culturally is going to change. Americans' younger voters are going to become more conservative on abortion because they see their child very early on in the womb, the same thing's going to happen with guns. Your kids are watching other kids getting gunned down in schools. That's going to have an impact. Science is chasing politics in both those cases. And coming up, kids or guns? What do you value more? If the NRA is not behind it, it's going to be very difficult uh, politically for the president and other people to, to back that, despite the fact that you've seen this really, uh, really remarkable uh, grassroots, really civil rights campaign being put on by these young people. We're a week after this tragedy, and not to be really cynical, but the, the news hasn't moved away from this. Uh, is this sort of pressure that we're seeing on TV enough to not only convince Donald Trump, but to convince lawmakers? What do you value more, me or, or your rights as a gun, a gun old owner? Yes, it's just been a week. But think about it. In most of these cases of mass shootings that were really horrifying to the American public, by the time seven days have passed, it was not even in the headlines at all. In it's estimated by the police there may be upwards of a thousand students outside here at the Capitol. But the hundred students who traveled here from Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School will not attend the rally. The state representative who invited them here says that this is an open rally and she fears that there will be gun advocates who come here. It's only been seven days since the rampage on their campus and she fears that having those two sides possibly confronting would come at a time when those student survivors are still emotionally vulnerable. Some are urging them not to attend today's rally, where grieving students might be confronted by pro-gun rights advocates. Fears that there will be those who are gun proponents who are here and that there could be some sort of perhaps very difficult confrontation between those points of view and what the students have. I mean, I've never seen anything like this. Not only were they using them constantly on CNN because they grabbed a hold of them they prepped them. They use all the keywords. They they know all the lingo. The, the, these are the same kids. Once again, you told us we're eating Tide Pods. 
And Tide had to do something about that because kids are eating pods. You need to change the color. Can't look like it's edible. A week ago. Now they're statesmen. Michael Moore was pushing them up. Because you know why? George Clooney, Spielberg, Oprah. $500,000. A piece to this march on the 24th. Brian Seltzer and the media were doing a lot of this stuff. It's not okay to be demeaning these children and calling them calling them crisis actors and conspiracy theories. It was okay for Van Jones, Chris Cuomo to retweet this. Common denominator, white males under 30, AR-15, Republicans. Total lie. They're Democrats. It's already been proven. More Democrats have done the mass shootings than Republicans. But, you know, fuck it. We don't need stats. Alex Griswold called them out on it. Hey, Van Jones, good retweet. Wondering if you could source the claim that common denominator mass shootings is, is committed by Republicans. Stephen Miller. CNN showering themselves in glory over the past 48 hours. AG conservative. I defended CNN extensively against unfair attacks of Trump, but they've had the worst week of any news network I can remember. The network is in meltdown mode with obvious activism, and no one among their management seems to recognize the harm they're doing. That's why I got annoyed when a certain reporter tried to pretend the media's credibility problem was due to simply to attacks from Trump. Trump doesn't force Cuomo, Costa, etc. to act like dim hacks. He doesn't force producers to do snark chirons, fact-checking opinions. I had a whole segment today on just chirons from CNN. The horrible shit they're saying about the president. It was dumped for the town hall. So that's a theme. Another theme, because we have so many this week, comforter and cheat. Gotta sing Amazing Grace. We can't fix the gun problem. Philip Rucker, very nice Jay Dossie won dispatch on Trump at Florida Hospital. Not a comforter in chief, but a congratulator in chief. Keep reading to the end. Sarah Sanders defends it. Actually, Philip Rucker, it's not very nice, but it's very misleading. POTUS spent private time with victims of the shooting and their families. Out of respect for them, he didn't bring media into the hospital rooms, but don't let the truth get in the way of your anti-Trump narrative. Parker Merloin. Hi, Sarah. Honest question. How do you sleep at night? Brian Seltzer. Last night, the White House said they spent time with two patients, a boy and one girl. Did the president spend time with any other victims or families? I replied to this one. Hi, Brian. Can I ask you... Uh, ask you two questions. Since you want to outlaw all guns and unfettered abortion, how do you deconflict those two concepts in your head? Secondly, since Obama sang Amazing Grace and it was something you love, what did he do to stop gun violence? I ran out of characters to say, mother fucking nothing! Two years! He passed Obamacare, which is devoid. It doesn't even work. I never did. We know we actually passed it, so it wouldn't. I mean, for fuck's sake. She then got attacked on this. This is the opposite of the type of female leadership in office. We need women who fight for other women, not women who keep women down and lie every day in America. Gun control and beat Trump now. 
But I gotta say, this soundbite, which is Ashley Judd's words and fucking the aerobic championship song, because the other one was just hot fire and fireballs. I totally fucked that up, but I didn't want to re-record. This is our three-peat of three conservative women attacked by liberals, and it's okay, which builds the case for what we're going to see happening to Dana Loesch. So here's our new three-peat. It's going to happen every podcast, because you can dog the right when they're women. I am a nasty woman. There was a fourth woman attacked, even though I just fucked that soundbite up something terrible, but what the hell, makes it funnier. Haley, Nikki type, 1H, tweeted a picture of her mom and dad's 57th anniversary and Rosie O'Donnell, and you work for him. What the fuck is wrong with you, Nikki? Nothing. Nothing. It's not political for the left. Cal Griffin continued on, the comforter-in-chief. White House aides advised the president against golfing so soon after the tragedy, so Trump spent much of the holiday weekend watching cable news and grousing to club members and advisors. Everybody in the world. Dog Trump. What a horrible person. And then people like Stephen Miller. Oh, the nerve. President Obama plays golf after making a statement of beheading American journalist James Foley. The visual difference between Trump and Obama when talking about or visiting the aftermath school shootings is striking. Did anyone tell Trump not to celebrate? Chet Cannon. Pictures with survivors, with Obama, smiling in the hospital room. Other honorable mention, let's take all the guns, angles and themes. States where you can buy a gun with no proof of ID. States where you can vote with no proof of ID. It's actually so false, so bullshit. There's all sorts of states that can vote without an ID. She has none. And there's no state that you can buy a gun without an ID. She's a fucking lawyer. The entire world pointed it out. A lawyer. Facts don't matter. Then there was Camelia Harris... Makes brief appearance at gun violence protest on way to abortion out, out rally. So that's, that's my common theme in this. These people crying about the kids. Take the guns. We gotta save the babies. You kill a million babies in one abortion clinic. That's just a third of what America does. The same politicians. You are the NRA. You pulled the trigger. I gotta go give some more money to Planned Parenthood so they can fucking disembowel a kid and get a bumper to resell. I mean, fuck! But there were some positives. New York Times opinion by David Brooks. If you want to stop shoot school shootings, it's not enough just to vent in March. It's necessary to let people from Red America lead the way and to show respect to gun owners. He was attacked all day long. 
Here's just one in which David Brooks argues that when 17 people get gunned down in a high school, the most important thing is to be polite and deferential. Yeah, you're not doing it. You haven't. Don't 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 wet your pants, Judd. You fucking puss bag. I have a soundbite of a guy disassembling his gun. ABC and NBC thought that was the greatest thing ever. They played it. I've been a gun owner my entire life. Nobody can verify that. I'm just going to say it anyway. And I destroy my guns. It'll never hurt anybody again because guns are evil. Yeah, I don't believe that, but okay. I'm glad you wasted $700 on something. Hmm. And then, just some quick positives. Garrity owning Costello, SE Cup on numerous sound bites, and Dana talking at CPAC and an NRA soundbite, which we'll address in segment one. Students who survived the shootings at Stoneman Douglas High School are going for the NRA's jugular. They say politicians who take NRA money have blood on their hands. But the NRA isn't pulling any punches as it goes into survival mode. I think I would ask the question, if you want someone to come around to your perspective, to say, hey, here are certain gun control proposals we can, go, we can get behind. Uh, I don't know if calling them a terrorist helps. I don't know if uh, there was another young man who said, uh, uh, why are you taking the money of those who are child killers? If you do something like that, do you think it makes people more likely to come to your perspective or less likely? My suspicion is you can't attack someone into coming around to your point of view. You can't demonize them. You cannot, you know, uh, do something like that. Even in your introduction, you said they're going for the jugular uh, of the National Rifle Association. You know, look, I don't know if this kind of language makes people more likely to come to a common uh, common agreement over this sort of thing. So, look, they're, they're, let the kids say what they want to say. It's a free country. Um, but I don't know if it'll be persuasive. And if we're asking, well, why has this not been as effective? Why have we not seen changes after past shootings? Maybe it's rhetoric like this. Um, look, I, you know, I, I think oh. you should always sit down and chat with anybody you want to talk with. But if it's just going to turn into another session of, you know, yelling at someone for uh, or further demonization, I could understand why NRA representatives would be kind of reluctant to have that meeting. No one likes being yelled at or being blamed for the actions of, you know, crazed killers. And they even oppose uh, taking people who are on the no-fly list and letting them oppose... Because Ted Kennedy was them. on the no-fly list. Because there's 100,000 well, people on the no-fly list. No, 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 and no, no, okay. a way to check right, somebody. No. There was, is no appeals process to the no-fly list. No, are you kidding? Look, you would don't, not, don't tell me you would not allow someone to take away your First is, Amendment right. No, that is crazy. That is an absolutely insane idea. That because there might be a, a no, no organization or no government is perfect, the fact that there might be one mistake on the list means that you're going to let every terrorist... There are 100,000 people on the no-fly list, list by a gun. That's just an excessive See, every conversation excuse for doing that, But here's the deal. I want you to be very aware of one narrative that pops up over and over and over again. It's this idea that no one is talking about taking your guns away. You'll hear it all over the news. You'll hear it from lawmakers. They'll dismiss the idea that taking your guns away is what anyone is talking but you should know that anytime someone says they're not talking about taking your guns away, what they mean is they're talking about taking your guns away. How do I know this? Because I listen. I listen when someone says this. I believe in the Second Amendment. I believe in people's lawful right to bear arms. I will not take your shotgun away. I will not take your rifle away. And I also listen when they say this. Should restore the ban on military-style assault weapons and a 10-round limit for magazines. 
I listen to people when they say this. I'm not here to take away your guns. I just don't want you to be shot by someone who shouldn't have a gun in the first place. And I listen when they also say this. And I think it's time to restore the ban on assault weapons and high-capacity magazines. I listen to the news when they say things like this. Nobody wants to take their shotguns away. Nobody want to take, wants to take their handguns away. They can't because that's unconstitutional now because of Heller. Because of D.C. versus Heller in 2008. They can't do it. And I continue to listen when in the very next breath they then say this. We need to take away these weapons of war. Look at these mass shootings. I listened to Senator Dianne Feinstein, who introduced an assault weapons ban last year, saying she only wants to take away the bad ones. But I also listened to her in 1993 when she told the Associated Press that, quote, banning, gu banning guns addresses a fundamental right of all Americans to feel safe. When columnists like so-called conservative Brett Stevens take to the pages of the New York Times and say it's time to repeal the Second Amendment, I listen to that and believe him. I listen when in response to the shooting in Florida, State Senator Gary Farmer tweets, They're in the Capitol. These kids will be lobbying both chambers today for common sense gun safety legislation. So what's he talking about when he wants common sense gun laws? Well, he says we need an assault weapons ban in Florida. You know, Brian, I've been saying for years that I, I can't name another single issue about which the media knows so little and yet is so vocal. And I get asked all the time, um, you know, whether or not I know journalists who know anything about guns. About and, guns. and I know, I know very, very few. If we're going to have a gun beat, and I think we should because school shootings, gun violence, problem in this country. Shouldn't we have gun beat reporters? Absolutely. And I think you've identified a problem mm. in the American media with regards to expertise. In this case about guns, it applies in other cases as well. Religion is another topic. Oh, it does not get enough specified beat coverage. Um, what we need from journalists, and I think we've seen a lot of it, is humility. Uh, to know what you don't know and right. try to find out the answers. Yeah. Uh, where I get concerned is when we get out the broad brush. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm guilty of it like everybody else. Mm -hmm. Sometimes say the media, sure. when, I, when I mean specific individuals or specific outlets that are engaging in practices that actually make things worse, not better. But I, so I, let's be careful, I yeah. think, about the broad brushes. Uh, most Americans, even if they say they don't trust the media, they trust somebody. They trust something. Uh, people are getting information from a variety of sources. Sure. What's broken right now uh, is that there are these, these echo chambers uh, and I thought Marco Rubio said it really well mm. at the CNN town hall. Mm. He talked about the echo chambers and talked about why is it in politics that it's a sin to change your mind. Uh -huh. You need more people more willing to change their minds right now, not less. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just, I, I have to say, I haven't seen a lot of this humility, humility from the media about not knowing their stuff about guns. I, I think it's, it's not even that they're not embarrassed that they make factual errors or are factually ignorant about guns they just they don't care mm -hmm. that that is the that is the sense that i have gotten a lot of and it's just it's a lot easier to yell we have to do something than it is to educate yourself and but it seems to me journalists job is to educate the people who are watching not not to confirm their bias of course teens who've survived a mass shooting have every right to express themselves and be heard that's america and that's a good thing but I can't help but notice that the media has a little double standard problem here. Consider the longest running annual march in U.S. history called the March for Life. 
That's that pro-life event that draws hundreds of thousands of people to Washington every January. By the way, it's usually in the bitter cold or rotten weather. There's no gauzy features or extended interviews about this march in the media. And, of course, journalists conveniently ignore the fact that the pro-life movement is winning. The Washington Post was recently astonished to discover in 2017 a Quinnipiac poll that found 18 to 34-year-olds were the second most likely age group to oppose late-term abortions. So let's say we give those kids some mention as well. And maybe a little empathy, or at least a little fair coverage. That would be nice. The kids count? Well, that means all of their views. On this planet benefits more from mass shootings and motivates more people to become mass shooters than our mainstream media. Sure, they love to get up in front of the camera and sell the lie that the mass shootings are all the NRA's fault and falsely claim that the NRA is a soulless organization selling guns to killers for profit. But all my years of watching these events play out have led me to one conclusion. The mainstream media love mass shootings. I'm going to say it again. The mainstream media love mass shootings. Now, I'm in no way saying that people in the media wish for the deaths of innocent people. I don't believe that at all. But the truth of the matter is, if there's one organization in this country that has a vested interest in the perpetuation of mass tragedy, it is our mainstream media. The dirty secret is, mass shootings have become their Game of Thrones, their House of Cards, their Seinfeld, and their friends, all wrapped into one. And whenever they get one, they ring out every last episode they can to juice their ratings and push their agenda because tragedy is their business model. I mean, if it bleeds, it leads, right? But only if it's the right amount of blood from the right people at the right time. 30 people shot over the course of a weekend in Southside Chicago? Nah. Let the local news handle it. Just a bunch of black kids no one cares about anyway. Armed citizen uses a gun to stop a violent crime? Absolutely not. We can't have people thinking that actually happens. Crazy kid shoots up suburban high school with 17 dead? Bingo. The mainstream media 24-hour news cycle can only survive by selling millions of eyeballs to its corporate sponsors. That is the beast they are forced to feed. So they cover these mass shootings for all they're worth, turning what was once an unknown sociopath into the most famous person on the planet for killing innocent people. And the higher the body count, the more the coverage. It's becoming so disgusting that these kids running out of these schools see microphones in their faces before they see their parents. And what these kids don't realize is that they are now being forced to play a part in a multi-million dollar international production. Mass shootings have become the most successful show in the history of the American news media. And the shooters are the stars. They sensationalize everything about these killers, from the food they eat, the clothes they wear, their social media pages, their love life, or the lack thereof. And it's pure madness covering each new detail with breaking news. Look at the way they react when they think there might be another shooting. Like a bunch of vultures circling a dead carcass, salivating, waiting on the next town to feed on. If there's even a rumor of a report of a shot fired, the helicopters are circling overhead immediately with tense aerial shots of what they truly hope is a murder scene. And guess who's watching? That's right. Another lonely, ignored, mentally disturbed psychopath looking to make a name for himself. And you, the mainstream media, just put out the casting call for the next mass shooter. A Connecticut state agency has released a new report on Adam Lanza. The rampage at the Sandy Hook Elementary School killed 20 students and six faculty members. Due to 
Adam Lanza. 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 The shooter Adam Lanza. Gunman Adam Lanza. What kind of person was Adam Lanza? Until today, Adam Lanza was known mostly in his neighborhood as someone who did not play well with others. Now I'm going to say something that some people are going to say is controversial. So I'll say it really slowly so all the people on the platform in the back can hear me loud and clear. Many in legacy media love mass shootings. You guys love it. Now, I'm not saying that you love the tragedy, but I am saying that you love the ratings. Crying white mothers are ratings gold to you and many in the legacy media in the back. And notice I said crying white mothers because there are thousands of grieving black mothers in Chicago every weekend. And you don't see town halls for them, do you? Where's the CNN town hall for Chicago? Where's the CNN town hall for sanctuary cities? Where was the CNN town hall for Jamil Shaw Sr.? whose son was murdered by someone who illegally entered the country and had been deported repeatedly. Where was his voice? Where was the voice of those junior ROTC members last night, CNN? If it bleeds, it leads, doesn't it? And I don't mean to ignore you all here. But I really, I'm really looking at a lot of the legacy media back there on the platform. And you can write whatever you want about me, and you can come find me in the hallways, and you can scream at me, and you can try to confront me. But I'm here. We're here. We're not going anywhere. I call BS. More to follow. Segment one. We'll get deeper in it. But let's hit Russia, Russia, Russia. CNN and MSNBC help Russia sow discord by promoting fake anti-Trump rally. Yeah, they helped it. All the important resistance members were there. Not only did those networks do it, so did Rolling Stones, HuffPo, Daily Beast, PBS, New York Times, WAPO, LA Times, pretty much everybody. One of the most interesting factoids from this indictment that the media is not covering because it, it makes them culpable into collusion is Joy Reid was one of the 13's favorite pundit. Why do you say that? Because she hates America so much, so does he. She was divisive perfectly. And she carried all his shit. Hmm. Isn't that fucking amazing? Max Boot brought back Lawrence Tribe. Loved it. It was an op-ed. Just as September 11 made clear the private security could not safeguard aviation system, so the 2016 Russian attack 
made clear that social media companies cannot safeguard the electoral system. A greater federal role is needed, yet Trump refuses to act. I just want you to know, as a veteran of these wars, I fucking hope you die in a car crash. I hope it catches on fire and you burn. Okay, I don't do that because I'm not you guys. I just hope you have a bad day. Because that's the same thing you just said. That's the evil you just said. 3,000 people die. It's the same as Hillary Clinton losing an election. I thought we buried this tripe. I thought we buried it. I thought we got done with the 9-11 Pearl Harbor dumb shit. Especially when these indictments show it's more about you than Trump, dumbass. And the funniest thing that proves my point, damn Senator warns Mueller, don't release report in Trump's Russia probe near the midterms because it's going to hurt him. The wheels are coming off the Russia, 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 Russia. I promise you by the end, Russia, Russia is going to end up like, don't, hands up, don't shoot. It's the same thing. The same. Dan Bondingo, a simple question for the DNC. If you're so sure that your system was hacked by the Russians, then why did you deny both the FBI and BuzzFeed access to your systems? Hmm. Yeah. That's, that's a really good point. Brian Seltzer, when you're tired of talking about Russian interference in our election, making fun of Kimberly Guilfoy. Greg Gutfeld, actually it's when you're tired of Brian Seltzer obsessing over Kim Guilfoy. Seltzer is so obsessed with Fox and Russia, Russia, he doesn't realize <laughs> your network's implicated, Brian. You guys are part of the Russian plan. You hate America. You divide the country. They used you. Did you notice not on the licks was Fox? Interesting. DACA. Interesting stats. 50 of the 2,139 DACA recipients deemed dreamers by the open border lobby who have had their temporary protected ta- status revoked due to crime, including a felony, criminal conviction, a significant misdemeanor conviction, multiple misdemeanor convictions, gang affiliation, or arrest by, of any crime in which there is deemed to be public safety concern. 50 of them. God, you just leave them poor kids alone. Then Jimmy Kimmel to end our fire for effect. Lawyer from the wedding cake case that Kimmel butchered on national TV fires back in an op-ed. Thursday, blah, 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 regarded by law firms, defense of religious and first free speech rights of Kathy Field. Kathy Miller is a devote. Christian, she believes God created marriage as a covenant between one man and one woman, and she also believes it is moral for her to participate in same-sex weddings. As much as Kimmel wants to spin this case to be about discrimination, it just isn't. When when in Oberfield versus Hodges, the Supreme Court made same-sex marriage the law of the land, it went out of its way to talk about and protect people of faith. It made a compromise. Homosexual individuals can get married, but people of faith will also be protected. This compromise was both possible and needed because millions of people believe that marriage should only be between one man and one woman, and millions of people disagree. So it's perfectly possible for all of us to coexist. There are other bakers in Bakersfield. 
Don't let the truth get in the way. Short tweets of the day without a bumper. Sean Spicier is back. Yes, for those new to the show, that's a false account. But liberals don't know that. Because all they do is go and vent their rage on life in general, on other people who don't think like them. That's, that's their whole plan. And there's some good ones. Congrats, Adam Rippon, for his new gig as Olympic correspondent, and good luck, NBC, getting him to talk about something other than himself. Scott McCarty, a blue check. Don't be mad at him because he can fit into that suit, and you you, and your 25 extra pounds cannot. Oh, and actually is athletic and can string together a coherent sentence. Spicier's reply, Adam and Scott sitting in a tree. It's really good. The next one, what would Adam Rippon be doing differently if he was a parody of a male figure skater? Don't know. How do you do the press secretary job differently? Nice try. Because he's not, you fucking moron. As long as he remains just as delightful as funny as Melissa McCarthy parody of the press secretary, he's all right with me. A positive was in there. I, I had to put it in there. I've never seen one. Is this the march to demand the FBI do their jobs? Cat. No, Congress and the President. You know the ones that want to take away our health care. They're sending the law that makes it harder for people with mental health issues to get guns. You are still a lapdog. Anyone seen Cat's health care? That's a good reply. Uh, is this the mar- uh, same tweet, other reply? Sean, Sean, I told you to get out and thought you would leave this alone. They did their jobs. They get thousands of calls because the GOP won't ban automatic weapons. You still Republican. You are NRA and part of the problem. It's not even fucking English. Uh, and then, all right, here we go. I support LeBron's First Amendment right to continue to show he has no idea what he's talking about. He seems 1,000 times more intelligent than you, Spicy. That might sting a bit, was his response, which I thought was really funny. But the last one, excellent work by Robert Mueller. Now get the 13 rushes to roll over on the DNC and Clinton campaign. Bam, you got your collusion. Chris Casey, you pitiful pissant. Piss Miss your credibility much? Sean Spicer. Yeah, you got it? To our hate tweets, Jennifer Lawrence is taking a break from acting to fix our democracy, you guys. I need a good laugh today. Tim Young. Jenna Jameson. It's even funnier, she actually believes it. And I totally agree. The next one, I, Jill Abramson. She's a lib, but goddamn. How long will white women continue to vote Republican? An entire op-ed carried by everybody. They thought it was the greatest thing. My wife grabbed my Twitter account and tweeted, I will vote for the left when they stop thinking being a real woman is killing a baby. And I gave her a big hug for that. Yeah, this week, Billy Graham died. How did Lauren Duca approach it? The big news today is that Billy Graham was still alive this whole time. Anyway, have fun in hell, bitch. When called out, respecting the dead only applies to people who weren't evil. Pieces of shit while they were living. Thanks. Yeah. 
That reminds me of my daughter. A lot like my daughter. It's a whole generation of pissed off women, for whatever reason, that troll the internet and talk shit to people. Business owner threatened and harassed after flying flags supporting the police. Evil notes, threats over a police flag. And lastly, because it's a short hate cycle, because we got so much fucking hate, and we're going to hypocrisy. Bradley Manning, imagine a world without a presidency. Stephen Miller sums it up perfectly. You'd still be in jail. Yeah. And you notice I called him Bradley Manning. It's hate section. I hate him. To hypocrisy without a bumper. Chuck Todd, if you work in American politics or the government on any level and your first reaction to today's Mueller indictment is not how are we going to prevent this from happening again and how are we going to punish Russia, then you need to rethink your priorities as a citizen because he was crushed that it wasn't a conservative that got bashed. David Serrata, you can totally agree with this tweet or totally disagree with it, but in general it debunks the notion that Washington Press Corps is objective or impartial and non-ideological. It, it, it's not. Karen Tumley compares Russian trolling to Pearl Harbor. Not even reading it. They just fucking hate America, man. Then we have the ripping shit. So I'm just going to rant for a second. I'm not going to read the articles. Well, I'll read this one. As preferenced in the spicy tweet, he was going to be an NBC correspondent. I guess Johnny Weir wasn't good enough because the other night me and the wife were watching Johnny Weir and Tara, Sarah, Lipinski, or whatever the fuck her name is, and he looked like a cross between the Wicked Witch of the West and one of the Flying Monkeys. His hair was all, it looked like a fucking weave that was like stuck on somebody with a crew cut. And I really didn't know what he was going for. I know he's gay, but I don't know what he's going for. I don't know what that was supposed to be. He had some weird bend like a... Like a ring on a fucking rim. Like just a ring, you know, like a chrome ring around his neck all bent the fuck up. So, I think they wanted another gay guy. I guess they're going for the gay crowd. I don't know what they wanted. But of course he said no. So here's this sports journal, Christine Brennan VP Mike Pence was so stung by Adam Rippon's criticism they tried to set up a conversation with him. Not backing down, Rippon refused. My USA Today sports exclusive on a bizarre battle between VP of the United States and a figure skater. I want to stop for a second. We already did this two weeks ago. But she has an exclusive. And I'm just going to read one reply. It does your readers no service to suggest that Rippon's attack on Pence is a bizarre battle that Pence is waging. Same for the piece itself. The spat between the vice president and the figure skater began is entirely misleading. It's a one-sided spat. But they were so crushed that he wasn't going to be in the victory circle anywhere. Because remember, he didn't win shit. Lindsey Vaughn didn't win shit. She got a bronze. Failed. Every Even the guy who pissed off that he couldn't carry the flag because racism or some shit. Seventh place. They were crushed that this guy was going to his gig on MSDNC. 
And so they brought it back out like it was something new. And to me, that is utter hypocrisy. You would never do it for somebody that was pro-gun, pro-Trump, who failed. It would have been skull-dragon, victory articles he lost, experts saying maybe if they focused on their sport, not the president, blah, blah, blah. You guys are fucking pathetic. To our media mash and then a special hypocrisy section. Special today. This one's really good. Cuomo, leaks are the currency of journalism. He actually said this. The guy who's talking about how important it is for us to steal everybody's guns. Nicole Wallace, Obama didn't have a propaganda network. She actually said that. Brian Seltzer, Trump's crazy again. Yeah, he brought that back out this week. Scarborough bashing Trump is what we do on MSDNC. Uh, I just find this completely out of character, but really within the character of the Mueller investigation to leak it, and really within the character of journalists to carry it uh, like stenographers. Well, look, first of all, leaks are part of the currency of journalism, and the only people who don't like them are the people that the leaks work against. But the is, why would you echo this false narrative that you want to know who really bred dissension during the election? It was the Democrats and the media. They're the real problem, not Russia. Why would you endorse such a silly statement as that? I don't find that silly. I think that a lot of the dissension that's been sown since the election was entirely the responsibility of the Democrats, the responsibility of the Democrats. I think the Democrats have fed this bogus Russia collusion narrative to the media. The media has gleefully swallowed it because it's really good for Every ratings. one of the investigations is run by Republicans, including the special counsel, who's a life of a Republican, way more of a Republican President Trump has ever dreamed of being. I get that, and, and because of the, uh, the Republican involvement, Republican leadership of these committees, the Democrats have been really successful in this gambit. I, you know, I, I, I salute them as a cynical political operative, but as an American, I, I weep for my country. But at the same time, you know, at, when we look at this Russia investigation and what's going on since, and as this thing winds down, as it peters out, and we're seeing that happening right now. Unfortunately, the media and the Democrats have painted this as with such certainty that we're going to have our own version of 9-11 truthers out there who never will, never will ever believe that the Trump uh, campaign did not collude with Russia. Well, last I checked, it's not the media that's big into conspiracies these days. I'm, I'm glad you're here, um, Jim Rimmer, because I want to ask you about, so, so Mike, Mike, Ambassador McFall, former um, ambassador in the Obama era to, to Russia, tweeted this last night, caught, creating a bit of confusion about whether he'd seen Sean Hannity, the man, or the program. It turns out he meant the program. But he tweeted, caught Sean Hannity at the gym tonight, didn't know he was talking about American alleged interference in other countries' elections as an excuse for Russia violating our sovereignty. That's exactly the whataboutism argument Putin's TV channels make. Exactly. So, you know, I guess one of the differences between um, any any stipulated um, lack of, of, of fulsomeness in the Obama era response was it, it didn't have a network um, distorting the truth for it. Donald Trump does. Right. And but you know what? What I missed Sean Hannity last night. Me too. <laughs> but there is there is some truth to the fact that the United States has engaged in election meddling over its history. The CIA has, but. Uh, what what Ambassador McFall was on to is it's it's not always the same thing, right? Like here, uh, you can help a democratic movement deal with a despot.
Well, right. Or, Sometimes it's standing up for the Iranian dissidents who are being hung from cranes for being gay. I mean, America's role in supporting democracies is stated U.S. policy. I, I'm not sure of any sort of embrace or national interest in permitting Russia to intervene in our democratic process. Right. And that whataboutism is what's coming to dominate the political discussion. And it's sort of the wind at this president's back. And yes, so Sean Hannity is very much part of that. And it's look over there, look over there, look over there. And guess what's happening in the meantime? The Russian behavior that we're talking about now is ongoing. It's probably iterating. We're coming into the midterms and we're still we're still trying to figure out what happened during 2016, but this this is an information war that's happening now, and we are nowhere in the game. Well, and the hypocrisy and moral bankruptcy of a figure on the right adopting whataboutism is just so rich. Um, you know, whataboutism was what the Soviets did in, in, in the UN, you know, banging shoes on the table and saying, you know, what about Patrice Lumumba uh, being assassinated by the CIA? Um, and, and now we have figures on the hard right using that exact same technique. I mean, it's the highest um, and rankest hypocrisy, to and, my mind. And a president echoing, you know, the echo chamber, you, it's also, Fox News existed as an echo chamber for the politicians they supported. You now have the politician himself echoing the echo chamber, so it's, I, I don't know what you call it, stereo and... I don't know, maybe down in Mar-a-Lago, maybe in person, President Trump is cool, calm, and collected. But on Twitter, he sounds deeply troubled. He sounds unhinged. This is why questions about his fitness for office are so urgent. This is the biggest story. The president was, was upset this weekend after initially being told that the indictments were positive. And then he started turning on the, the, the news saying people were, this is a shock, saying negative things about him. Like, how could you be shocked if you were Donald Trump that the media is going to say negative things about you? It's just it's like a Geico ad. It's what we do. What starts as a tip can turn into a front page story. First, Alabama's Roy Moore, now the Republican candidate for Senate, the Washington Post first reporting. Published yesterday in the Washington Post, the new report by the Washington Post. It claims that in the late 70s, the then 32-year-old attorney may have crossed the line with a 14-year-old girl. When you have that first conversation, is it all off the record? I mean, do you tell someone, look, if you don't want me to use your name and use your details, mm -hmm. I won't. I just want to talk to you at first. That's often how it works. And you're not there to be their friend, and you're also not there no. to be their cheerleader. But no. You don't want to hear what they have to say. Exactly. We're not there to be people's friends. We're not there for any other reason. As corny as it sounds, the agenda is to figure out what the uh, reality is, what the truth is of the story. So... I rarely just focus down on one in incident in the hypocrisy section because I kind of like the broad stroke to the entire broad stroke. Maybe not struck because there's no past tense for stroking. Well, I guess there is stroking. Stroked. Yeah, that's better. Whatever. I usually just do the broad stroke is what I'm trying to say. But this one, this one's classic. Th this is where you know CNN is. And this came before the town hall. That this is 13 Russians getting indicted. They're crushed. That within it is released and it gets out in regular media that CNN, MSNBC, Joy Reid were complicit in colluding with Russian spies that they have built up to be the people that destroyed our democracy with $46,000 or $46 million. And yeah, instead of reporting on that, 
They ambushed old women in Florida. But what part of it in this is a cover-up? What are you well, saying they, that's they, not true or what? Uh, the Russians. I don't care if they were uh, involved or not. That's that to me is the least important thing. But they were involved with you. Did you guys know that? They weren't involved with us. You know, just make sure that you report it correctly. That you know. But you guys were involved with being patriotic, right? Very, very patriotic, but not being patriotic was the group that contacted and helped organize some of these activities that you posted on your own Facebook account. Th those were legitimate. Those were Russians. They were not Russians. I don't go with the Russians. That Come group on, was Russians. I had nothing to do with the Russians. The well, apparently you did. No. Maybe you didn't know it, but oh, you did. When you're talking like this, I don't want to have anything to do with you. Well, I'm talking what's Those what's people based on that the... were with me were all Trump supporters. Very, very much so. And okay. all apparently following the direction of groups that were associated with Russians who were BS. actually infiltrated. BS. BS. And please, please report that. I don't believe that. That's bullshit. I know all the people that were with me, okay? They were at my meetings. They're all Trump supporters, okay? Mm -hmm. But did you realize that you guys were in communication electronically with with not Russians? Not me. Not me. I don't you know. You were posting stuff on Hillary, the Facebook. Hillary Clinton was, and so was all her uh, bandits. Some of the Nula? stuff that you, you were in charge of the Facebook account, right? You were posting and reposting almost word for word the information that was coming out of this <laughs> Internet Research Agency no. in St. Petersburg. No. You don't believe that? Nope. Thank you. Well, there you go. No, understand, this wasn't set up. They just knocked on our door and sent it out. A Florida woman who ran a Trump supporter page and unwillingly promoted a Russian-coordinated event on Facebook says... She doesn't believe that she was influenced by the Kremlin. Everybody asks, why don't you track down Michael Moore and your own network? Glenn Greenwald, despicable. CNN hunts down an ordinary sentence at home, accusing of her aiding Russians because she promoted an event on Facebook that Mueller said Russians organized. Go ask Michael Moore why he did that. Ask Joy Reid why Russian bots retreated her so much. Chain challenge power. This is outright bullying. Bullying. An old woman. Somebody finally says, "Yeah, it, they rightly told you get the fuck off my yard." And then released on other media because none of the mainstream wanted to cover this. Woman receive abuse, violent threats after CNN tracks down, publicly shames her for sharing Russian event on Facebook. The shit they ugly, vile, and stupid to boot. Painful even to listen to your whining voice. What a twat. I feel bad for you, Flo. Next time you're at a Publix, I'm going, I'm giving you free of charge a clown nose and air horn. Flo, these negative comments could have been avoided. Rule number one, never support a pussy-grabbing candidate. Wow. Might want to consider checking, but tr checking out Trulia. Best bet is to find a place where they have 
limited knowledge about politics. How does DC sound? It goes on for days. They doxed her. They doxed her, and she got attacked mercilessly. They didn't dox themselves. They didn't dox Joy Reid. And that sums up our media hypocrisy. Stats of the day. Trump, as of today, is at 51% approval. Obama was 45. Just let that sit for a second. Dylan Radigan from MSDNC. Yeah, he's running for office. I, I don't have to say what party he's running for. You know, it's Democrat. Nayral is going to endorse a congressional candidate. Wait for it. Just because she had an abortion and likes to talk about it. Not qualified. Well, she's qualified at killing a baby. Poll, most Americans now support GOP tax law. 51%. Small business survey, 46% say tax reform is positive for their business. Yes, that's the majority. Noah caught adjusting big freeze out of existence. Watchdog groups caught their temperature trends. They wiped out December so it doesn't alter the yearly increase in temperature that they owe so need to continue on with their global cooling warning climate change thing. And then our biggest stat of the day is overnight, because of Adam Schiff, Nancy Pelosi, Feinstein, everything's bots, right? It's all bots. Everything's bots. It's always bots, 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 bots. Well, somehow, some way, they thought real conservative accounts were bots. So, over a thousand conservative talking people on Twitter, major players, woke up and most of their followers are gone and, and or their accounts were frozen until they could confirm they weren't a bot. It took all of yesterday for them to get their flat followers re-admitted to their site. So that when I woke up in the morning, every conservative person I followed, including Ben Shapiro and Tucker Carlson, were saying, if you haven't re-followed me, follow me. I'm such a peon and haven't done enough tweets and nobody really follow. I got like a thousand followers that, you know, I didn't get affected. So everybody I followed was still there. But they destroyed it. Because once again, every time something goes wrong for the Dems, it has something to do with Russian bots. Because that's what they say and they bring it back out in the media, Facebook, Twitter, Apple, Google, Microsoft, run with it. I did a tweet this week. It was retweeted a hundred times. I was pretty proud of that. It's the most retweets I've ever had. Start a new one, conservative. President will go there. And the media will go there every day because they need to find things to say it's sexist, racist, transphobic, something. They need to find something. They clearly don't look at their own people because the shit we just showed of sexist comments towards Republican women that's omitted from your nightly news. So we're going to go to a music break, and we're going to come in on the CNN Hour of Hate. 
also known as a town hall. You were there. Uh, How controlling was the network? How controlling were the producers and the team around that in terms of who's on the stage? Who gets to say what? How scripted was that town hall? The the questions were chosen in advance. Uh, That was obvious because they were able to hand the microphone to the next person that was going to speak or ask a question. I think at one point it got a little messed up because one of the young men asked, uh, Dana a question when she wasn't even on stage yet, uh, which I, I, I thought was uh, a little odd. And, you know, how much control did they have? I think once the emotions ran over, they had zero control. Yeah, but they had set the table. They, they, already, the they table. already set it up. That's true. And I, I will say I had to, you know, have you ever seen the Watchmen movie when uh, Rorschach gets locked into the cage and the other criminals come up and they're like, finally, we're going to get you. <laughs> and he says, no, I'm not locked in here with you. You're locked in here with me. <laughs> That's the way I kind of felt uh, when they invited Dana to come down there last <laughs> night. Because she brought the truth and it stunned them and it shook them. Uh, I want to add one thing. While we're, you know, really feeling our, ourselves and, and pushing uh, conservative narrative by telling the truth, yeah. we have to make sure that we don't become fake news. And our right. friend Andrew Breitbart yes. would have been ashamed at some of the things that people who purport to be on our side have been pulling. I think it's important that we are better than the fake news That's in right. the back. That's right. We have to be more factual. Especially we always have to be above the board. Yeah. When you have a... I want to make this super obvious point. The government has proven that they cannot keep you safe. And yet, some people want all of us to disarm. You heard that town hall last night. They cheered the confiscation of firearms, and it was over 5,000 people. I had to have a security detail to get out. I wouldn't have been able to exit that if I did not have a private security detail. There were people rushing the stage and screaming, burn her. And I came there to talk solutions, and I still am going to continue that conversation on solutions as the NRA has been doing for before I was alive. 
But the government can't keep you safe, and some people want us to give up our firearms and rely solely upon the protection of the same government that's already failed us numerous times to keep us safe. And then they also call Trump a tyrant, but then say that they want the president to also confiscate our firearms. Try to figure that one out. Burn her. That's what this was. This town hall was what it was probably like in Salem back in the witch trials. Jake Tapper started pushing it on the 17th. Joy Reid. CBS News pushed it. Simultaneously, students were doing lions. Three minutes laying on the ground. Before I ever heard it, because I did not watch it, I knew it was going to be horrible. I was just going to watch it the next day. I was going to stay up late to watch a witch burning. There's pictures of this David Hogg in California and CNN. They're saying they're photoshopped, can't be real. But his father works for the FBI. He's a liberal. And he's a main dude. They they take this David Hogg and shove him down your neck all day long. He's one of the first kids. There's pictures of him and the main ones, little bald-headed lesbian girl, Hogg, and the blonde who you heard in the intro, the very intro when the show start. That's a plant. There's no... Once again, I'm not saying kids aren't articulate. What I'm saying is kids aren't this articulate. And before the town hall came, we were getting tweets like this with CNN. Should 16-year-olds be able to vote? The response of Stone Douglas High School is showing that youth in this country could, could and should have significant roles in po- political debate, writes law professor Joshua Douglas, a liberal. You are disproving your point admirably. The gunman, on the other hand, was 19. He was already eligible to vote, but of course, reaching that age doesn't guarantee maturity. So, we're saying on one hand, you must be 21 to own a rifle, but they want to make 16-year-olds vote. Okay. And by February 19th, these are examples of media tweets. I'm just using CNN. Students after Florida shooting, you're either with us or against us. Lawrence Twibe, Tribe. Teens between 14 and 18 have far better BS detectors on average than adults 18 and older. Wouldn't it be great if the voting age were lowered to 16? Just a pipe dream, I know, but children's crusade. Kyle Griffin. Majority Stoneman Douglas High School students, David Hogg, to politicians who receive NRA donations. If you can't get elected without taking money from child murderers, why are you running? Handed to him by the local Democratic committee. Brian Kassenstein. Why the hell does the NRA literally have a million times more say in gun debate than Emma Gonzalez? Her classmates, friends, and parents. Why does money weigh heavier than the common sense? Why does a child make more sense than our president? Oh, that had a lot to do with the gun debate. Okay. Jake Tapper again. Student Colton Hobbs said there should be more restrictions on guns, but also if Coach Fries and his firearm in school that day, I believe he could have most likely stopped the threat. Dream Act Now. I love hypotheticals about what dead men could or couldn't have done in an emergency situation for which they never trained. However, an assault weapon's been banned, Cruz would have never mowed them down. Associated Press, before the town hall, Florida House votes 36-71 to kill the motion, effectively killing banning assault rifles. 
all the media was trained on is these kids crying, staged, screaming, being inappropriate. But nobody really cared. Jonathan Alter, a college student, really wanted to make a difference in getting Florida to change its gun laws. They would boycott Florida when they go down for spring break. So that's our setting the table. And then in walks Jake Tapper, who I really used to respect. You've heard me on the show say pauses about him, call him out when he's a dick. But he's been positive. He's usually a straight man. That this was allowed to happen to Marco Rubio and Dana Loesch on national TV shows that CNN handpicked the crowd to be all liberal, handpicked the students who were liberal, and as we'll see with the soundbite from one of the people that wasn't able to perform for CNN because they were pro-gun, scripted the questions. This is the most unprofessional lack of journalism I have seen in 50 years. And that's saying a lot. I want to bring in Cameron Caskey. He's a junior, uh, and he has a question for Senator Rubio. Cameron. Sorry, I know I'm not supposed to do this, but I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to listen to that. Um, Senator Rubio, it's hard to look at you and not look down the barrel of an AR-15 and not look at Nicholas Cruz. But the point is, you're here. And there are some people who are not. And I, I need to ask two things of you. Number one, Chris Grady, can you stand up? This is my friend who's going to the military. I need you to tell him that he's going to live to make it to serve our country. Look, this isn't about red and blue. We can't boo people because they're Democrats and boo people because they're Republicans. Anyone who's willing to show change, no matter where they're from, anybody who's willing to start to make a difference is somebody we need on our side here. And this is about people who are for making a difference to save us and people who are against it and prefer money. So, Senator Rubio, can you tell me right now that you will not accept a single donation from the NRA? I wish I wish I could have I wish I could have uh, I wish I could have spoken I wish I could have asked the NRA lady a question I wish the NRA lady I, I could have talked to because I would ask her how she can look in the mirror considering the fact that she has children but you know maybe she avoids what those that? I'm sorry but I don't freaking know That's okay. okay The question is about NRA yeah. money Number 2 No the answer to the yeah, question is that people buy into my agenda and I do support any law that would keep guns out of the hands of a deranged killer and that's why I support the things that I have stood for and fought for during my time more here. More NRA money? More NRA money? It, I, there, that, that is the wrong way to look. First of all, the answer is people buy into my agenda. You can say Number no. second, well, I, so, I Guys, the influence of any group We're gonna be here all night. from the millions of people that agree with the agenda. So the millions of Americans that support the NRA and who all support right. gun rights. Sorry, Center. Guys. Guys, guys, if you Cameron is having a conversation with Senator Rubio, I, let's I, let them talk. Listen, I respect, you can ask that question and I can tell you that I, people buy into my agenda. I will answer any questions you guys have about any policy. Right, right now, right now, guys, issue. be quiet, be quiet, you know, you know, and I, will, be and, I, and I just think that ultimately that is not our goal here. Our goal here is to move forward. Wait, so hold on. And so so and right now, in the, name, in, the name, in the name of 17 people, you cannot ask the NRA to keep their money out of your campaign. 
I think in the name of 17 people, I can pledge to you that I will support any law that will prevent a killer like this from getting No, but I'm talking about our own money. No. No, because... I, I, matter of fact, I, I bet we can get people in here to give you exactly as much money as the NRA would have. But it's not. I understand. And you're right. Can you stand up oh, and you're right donate to that? that real quick? Okay, not a lot, but we'll get it. I'll you're, do you're, it. You're, you know, you're right about that. quite a bit of money so far. Well, you're right about that. There's money on the, both sides of every issue in America. And where that leaves us in policymaking is to look at the issues and make a decision based on what we think is right. But ultimately, look, the First Amendment is as, is as important as the Second. And therefore, you have every right to ask that question of me, and I'm here to okay, tell I'll you that I will stand for the things. Are you going to be accepting things. money from the IRA in the future? I, I've always supported, I will always accept the help of anyone who agrees with my agenda. But my agenda is also, I'll give you a perfect Your example. protecting us, right? Well, I'll give you an example this very evening. I have told you that I support lifting the age from 18 to 21 of buying a rifle. My understanding, as before I walked out here, is that that organization is not in favor of that. But I think that's the right thing to do. I don't know what their position is on teachers being armed, but I don't think they should be, because that's what I think the right thing to do is. When I offered my bill to restrict people on the terrorist watch list or that have been on the list for the last 10 years from purchasing a weapon, they didn't take a stand. I don't think they, they certainly didn't support my, but I offered it. I will do what I think is right. And if people want to support my agenda, they're welcome to do so. But they buy into my ideas. I don't buy into theirs. Okay, so I knew that was going to happen. NRA, please just keep the money out of Rubio, okay? If he wants to run again, you Thank guys you, can. Dana Loesch, I want you to know that we will support your two children in the way that we will not. Uh, you will not. The shooter at our school obtained weapons that he used on us legally. Do you believe that it should be harder to obtain the semi-automatic and modified of weapons and the modifications for these weapons to make them fully automatic like bump stocks. Well, first off, Emma, I want to applaud you for standing up and speaking out. And for anyone who has ever criticized you or any of these students up here, including people who have been on my side of this issue, I don't think that anyone should deny you your voice or deny you your position because you are young. We want to thank you for that. I was a very politically active teenager. And I'm on this stage as a result of that. Think of how far you, you all could go as a result of voicing your beliefs. Now, I want to answer your question. And I want to be allowed the opportunity, which is why I am here, to talk and have this discussion with you all and answer these questions. This is why I came down here. I don't believe that this insane monster should have ever been able to obtain a firearm. Ever. I do not think that he should have gotten his hands on any kind of weapon. That's number one. This individual was nuts. And I, nor the millions of people that I represent as a part of this organization that I'm here speaking for, none of us support people who are crazy, who are a danger to themselves, who are a danger to others, getting their hands on a firearm. And we have been for over 20 years, and I have been screaming about this, which is why I'm here. Because I have kids, and I'm not just fighting for my kids, I'm fighting for you, I'm fighting for you, I'm fighting for all of you. Because I don't want anyone to ever be in this position again. I want everyone to think about this for one second, this goes right into your question. Do you know that it is not federally required for states to actually report people who are prohibited possessors, crazy people, people who are murderers. No, we've been actually talking about that for a long time. Let me answer the question. Let me answer the question. You can shout me down when I'm finished, but let me answer Emma's question. 
It is not federal law for states to report convictions to the, the NICS system. It's not, it's not federally mandated. That's the big question, and I wish that this network had also covered this more as, a, as other media networks would have covered it. That's a huge... Wait a second. Wait a second. You guys, if I wait can't hear her statement, I can't come up with a rebuttal. Please. Wait a second. Do you guys, do you guys want to stop mentally insane individuals from getting firearms? Yes? They have to be in the system if they are convicted. You can convict them. You can adjudicate them mentally unfit. If a state does not report it to the National Crime Information Center, when you run that form, this individual passed, this madman passed a background check. How was he able to pass a background check? He was able to pass the background check because we have a system that's flawed. The Sutherland Springs murderer was able to pass the background check because the Air Force did not report that record. I think I'm going to interrupt you real quick and remind you that the question is actually, do you believe it should be harder to obtain these semi-automatic weapons and modifications to make them fully automatic, such as bump stocks? Well, I think the ATF is deciding about bump stocks right now. The president ordered the, the, the DOJ to look into it. I'm asking your opinion as a representative of the NRA. That's what the NRA's position has been. The NRA came What's I'm talking for them. These are the five million members that I'm here representing. That is what that group's position has been on that. So that answers your question. And they spoke about that before the president made a move, and they spoke about that before Attorney General Jeff Sessions made an announcement about that, too. So that answers your, your, your question with that. Just for a second, though. And, and I understand you're standing up for the NRA, and I understand that's what you're supposed to do. But you just told this group of people that you are standing up for them. You're not standing up for them until you say, I want less weapons. These people want three things. And I come here tonight with 39 years in law enforcement. I've Baker-acted people. I've taken weapons from people. The men and women I've worked with for almost 40 years. We know how to keep America safe. Number one, we have to, you're right, we have to take weapons out of the hands of people right. that suffer from mental illness. We have to expand the Baker Act. Uh, we have to be able, when, when police encounter someone, um, Emma, when, we, when police uh, encounter someone who is going through a mental illness, uh, we don't only have to wait, or we shouldn't have to wait until they are a danger to themselves or someone else. We should be able to take them to an, um, um, an institution that's going to examine them and take weapons away from them right then and there at that time. And, Sheriff, you're a member of the NRA, yes? No, you're not a member of the NRA. I want to bring in Diane Wolf-Rogers, uh, who teaches AP World History. One of the victims, Carmen Shentrup, was, was in her class, and she has a, a question for Dana as well. Dana, I viewed the dead body of Carmen Shentrup, our student. I watched her mother and father kiss her goodbye one last time and close the top of her casket. I looked at Robert and I hugged him, my dear, dear Robert, and I told you that Carmen, she died a martyr. Our kids have started a revolution. I'm proud and I'm inspired to be a part of Never Again.
Now here's my question. I'm a history teacher. I asked my students to define terms for me. So I'd like you to define something for me because I've wondered about it and I want to know what is your definition of a well-regulated militia as stated in the Second Amendment and using supporting detail, explain to me how Let me finish. Let me finish. And using supporting detail, explain to me how an 18-year-old with a military rifle is well-regulated. And the world, our country, our nation is going to grade your answer. Well, by all means. And, and I want to say as well, I can't... I, I, as a parent, I see my kids and these students. I see my kids and the students that are here today. What you went through is horrid. I'm not going to pretend to understand what you went through. I, I, there are no words for it. It's monstrous. And no, nobody should have to endure that. I want to answer your question. George Mason was one of the founders, and he said the militia is the whole of the people. It's every man, it's every woman. That is who the militia is in the context of the time. A well-regulated militia meant an American man, an American woman, a citizen of the United States of America who could operate and service their firearm. How is an 18-year-old, this is not, that was in the context of the time. Yes. How now is an 18-year-old with a military assault rifle well-regulated? Use supporting right. detail. He's not, well, he's not, he shouldn't have been able to get a firearm. He should have been barred from getting a firearm. And as I, and he should not have been able to. He should not have been able to purchase the firearm. So what are you going to do about it? What the, let me answer. If we're here to have a discussion, that's why I'm here. You, I want you to ask me every question. I want you to give me every question you have. Let's have some respect. She's here to answer the questions. Let's let her answer the questions. He shouldn't, A, never been able to get a firearm. B, people who are crazy should not be able to get firearms. C, people who are dangerous to themselves and other individuals should not be able to obtain a firearm. We, and there, and there, there isn't a loophole. It's a criminal act, and that's what we have to start calling it. We have to start, number one, following up on red flags. 39 times in the past year, it was law enforcement or it was social services that went to this individual's home. Now, there are two Florida statutes. One of them, I don't know if the comment that he had put on YouTube would have qualified for you to baker at them, but sending messages telling other students that he was going to murder them and he was going to kill them, I would think certainly would qualify under a Florida state statute for you to have baker acted him. Before, let me respond to that. First of all, we've talked about the Broward Sheriff's Office and some other local agencies and the FBI getting tips and what have you. America, there's one person responsible for this act. That's the detestable, violent killer. He is responsible for this act. No other, nobody else but him. There's three things we need to do in America to keep America safe. Number one, we have to use uh, through uh, crime prevention, through environmental design. Build schools differently so they're yes. harder to penetrate. Number two, 
We need to be uh, empowering police officers and deputy sheriffs throughout the nation to be able to take people who are an immediate threat to themselves or, or an immediate threat to yes. someone else to be examined. And we need to take guns away from them forever. They should never get them back. They should have to go through a psychological evaluation. And if we all, uh, have a doctor or a clinician have to sign their John Hancock and say that person should be given back their Second Amendment right, we're not going to see doctors do that. And but... Lastly, we do need to have some gun control reform. 18-year-olds should never have a rifle. An 18-year-old kid should not have a rifle. 18-year-old kid, they're, they're not adults yet. They're going, they're in high school. These kids should not have a rifle. Bump stocks should be illegal. They should be outlawed forever. Automatic rifles should be outlawed forever. And anybody who says different, I don't know about other people, but Emma and I, we're calling BS on that. So. a shotgun, whatever it was, to be able to defend herself. I was 20 years old when I lived on my own. I didn't live with my parents when I was 20. I lived on my own when I was 20 years old. And I didn't, well, not at first, but I, I mean, I had a shotgun. But I think that we have to take that into consideration. We have to think about individuals. I mean, if you're, if you're old enough to, to vote, you're old enough to drive a car, you're old enough to serve your country, I think that you are old enough if, now here's the caveat, if anyone wants to listen to the caveat. The caveat though, Jake, and for everybody out there, is if you are not a danger to yourself or others. That's what it comes back to. If you are not a threat to yourself or your community, that is what it comes back to. Hey, Chris, you're I, I, want, I want you just to focus on the questions. None of them were gun grab. I want you to focus on this kid tells Marco Rubio he is the shooter. The crowd heckles, calls Dana Loesch a murderer. Twice in this, a child says to an adult, I'll take care of your kids because you shouldn't even be a mother because you support guns. See, what the left has done is they have made Dana Loesch and the NRA the boogeyman. During the election for Obama in 2012, most of you heard of the Koch brothers, who we never even knew who the fuck they were. But they needed a boogeyman. They tried everything with Romney. Wasn't working. They were scared. So they ginned up a bullshit lie about Benghazi, cooked the books on fucking IRS shit, and simultaneously made the Koch brothers what the Soros is. The puppet master of a party. So now Dana Loesch to these kids, because they're being indoctrinated by liberals, they've been prepped by CNN and Democratic representatives, I am almost 100% sure, to say the right words. They hate her. They think she is the devil. I was in shock that that was allowed by Jake Tapper. But then I realized Jake Tapper is no different than anybody else on CNN. It's not about journalism. It's about liberal propaganda. How do we get our ideology accomplished? And the way to do that is to have a national TV event that everybody's watching, and we let teenage kids who are supposedly the smartest, bravest, most articulate people who've ever walked planet Earth, dictate policy on guns and disparage adults who don't agree with them.
I don't think it had the intended effect. CNN anti-town hall event and its left-wing moderator, Jake Tapper, facing widespread criticism of what many saw as a bullying show. Wednesday night spectacle, those in favor of protecting our Second Amendment civil rights were vastly outnumbered by an audience packed with hostile gun-haters and emotional questions from children. According to various reports, the anti-gun participants were given scripted questions corrected by CNN. The Last Place Network has denied this by attacking a school shooting victim as a liar. His accusation, however, is credible given CNN's long and disturbing history of using plants, which we're about to talk about. Throughout the hour, the audience heckled, howled, and poured derision on Loesch, Rubio. Other admonished his audience for calling Loesch a murderer. Tapper stood by in silent approval as abuse and personal attacks rained down on his outnumbered guests. Specifically, this is what Kasky snarled at Rubio. Senator Rubio, it's hard to look at you and not look down the barrel of an AR-15 and not look at Nicholas Cruz. Tapper then thanked Kasky. Adam Baldwin called it a show trial. Pretty true. Eager Bobak, CPAC panel on media, calls last night's CNN Town Hall Trusky... Trotskyite show trial against the Second Amendment. Tapper faced even more intense criticism for allowing a 70-year-old Kasky to bring Loesch children in the debate. I wish I could have asked NRA lady. I would, I would have asked her how she could look in the mirror considering the fact that she has children. As the crowd burst into cheers, Tapper muttered something, What is that? I'm sorry. The crowd roared on, and he said, uh, She probably doesn't look at those because she's a vampire. Chuck Hoke. Absolutely despicable behavior by Parkland student Cameron Kasky, comparing Marco Rubio to gunman and questioning Dana Loesch's motherhood whether he, whether she cares about our children. Tapper does nothing. How un American. Simply unacceptable. Jim Tretcher. So now it's okay to call these kids liars? I'm just asking for a friend. Another one. Disgusting after Tapper stayed silent last night when Dana Loesch's kids were attacked and threatened. Now they attack a survivor and call him a liar. Sea monkey. God, such rudeness and disrespect shown to Dana Loesch. Booing, hostile yelling as she speaks. Jake Tapper not controlling the crowd on purpose. CNN Town Hall is an agenda-driven joke. Mike. Jake Tapper sat back while a disrespectful punk compared Marco Rubio to Nicholas Cruz and questioned Loesch's care of her children. Yes, the joke of journalist and liberal puke Jake Tapper did not say a damn word. Slime. Tapper, who liked to represent himself as a male feminist, also chose to remain silent when the audience booed a rape victim who was now a supporter of the Second Amendment. A story that Dana Loesch said, journalist Mike Sarovich, compared the night to two-minute hate from Orwell's 1984, when the elite deflect from their own sins by allowing people to pour out their loathing and hostility on an innocent person or symbol. Tucker Carlson let off his show with that very segment. Good evening and welcome to Tucker Carlson tonight. Like most people, you probably haven't been watching a lot of CNN lately, but you may have heard they staged a televised town hall meeting on gun control last night. It seemed like one of those cultural moments worth being aware of, and so for educational purposes, we want to show you a clip, a short clip, of what happened. Here it is.
Sorry, I'm so sorry. That was actually the two minutes hate scene from 1984, the film version of George Orwell's novel. We got the footage confused. It was easy to do. Here's the CNN version of that. I think what you're asking about is the assault weapons ban. Yes, sir. So let me be honest with you about that one. If I believed that that law would have prevented this from happening, I would support it. But I want to explain to you why it would not. Can you tell me right now that you will not accept a single donation from the NRA in the future? I wish the NRA lady I, I could have talked to because I would ask her how she can look in the mirror considering the fact that she has children. Let me answer the question. Let me answer the question. You can shout me down when I'm finished, but let me answer Emma's question. He should have been barred from getting a firearm. And as I... And he should not have been able to. He should not have been able to purchase the firearm. So if I could change time and change circumstances, I would have done everything in my power to prevent that. You just told this group of people that you are standing up for them. You're not standing up for them until you say, I want less I want to thank Dana Lash of the NRA and also Sheriff Scott Israel for being here to listen to your questions. Emotions were inflamed, and obviously we understand why. But yelling and nastiness don't help anyone. It's precisely in times of tragedy and distress that we need the calmest and most thoughtful voices. CNN last night brought us the opposite. They did it to make money. But they also did it for ideological reasons. That wasn't a town hall meeting, and it certainly wasn't a news event. It was an act of ritual public humiliation for anybody who disagrees with CNN's transparently clear position against gun rights. Dana Lash was there last night. She was the one you just saw being called a murderer on stage. She spoke about her experience earlier today. Well, she's certainly right about the deep corruption of the news media. How corrupt? Well, Colton Hobb, a JROTC cadet who helped lead students to safety during the shootings in Florida last week, went to the CNN event last night or wanted to. He says CNN producers rewrote the question he wanted to ask. CNN denies scripting anything. In other words, they're claiming that Colton Hobb is a liar. Colton Hobb joins us tonight. Colton, thanks for coming on. We watched that live. Laughed our asses off. P.M. Wells' family. The country is democracy, which means majority rule. It is not ruled by who yells the loudest or who protests the most or by intolerant, obnoxious, abusive crowds at a CNN event. The town hall further demonstrates the left's inability to have a civil debate or discussion. In this article, something I never knew, Tapper, a former Democratic operative and salon contributor, has faced growing criticism over the climate of hate the network frequently manufactures against Trump and his supporters or anyone on the right, often through fake news. Yeah, I didn't know he was a lefty, but... Yeah, they just sat and watched. Another article, CNN's shameful town hall is a clarifying moment on guns. By the end of it, it pretty much shows that all they want to do is blame lawful gun owners... They want to take all their guns, and it's all a show for politics. That's all it is. No Dem would have to put up with that. This morning, because of what Dana said at CPAC, all the interview was is you're a horrible human being for saying that. You're a horrible human being for saying that. But here are a few more sound bites. The actual kids who defended 
their statement that it was all scripted. Dana Loesch. Himself. So what was your reaction when you heard that it was him? I wasn't surprised, but it was kind of unfortunate to hear. How, if you were a lawmaker, an adult in a, in a decision-making uh, position, how would you stop, do you think, the kind of thing that happened today? A kid who'd been thrown out comes back with a weapon and takes out whatever grievance he's been walking around with in his head. Gun-wise, I don't think there's any way to prevent it. You outlaw guns, just creates higher demand for it. I think it has to do with mental health, though. If he's been expelled three different times in three different schools, I think he should. Thousands of people made their way to the BB&T Center in Sunrise to take part in this nationally televised town hall. But one shooting survivor refused to be there. Our Janine Stanwood joins us live now from the BB&T Center to explain that for us tonight. Janine. Calvin Lurie, you said it. He got dressed. His parents got dressed up. They were looking forward to come here to the BB&T Center. But then he says that after preparing his questions, he says that CNN gave him a scripted question. So he said no way. Other students, however, say that this was an opportunity for the public to know what they've been through. It's scary. It was really scary. Jack McLeod is a junior at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High and was there when the shots were fired. He says the CNN town hall is another way for the public to see his generation's activism. I have friends that have already you know, been at the White House, talked to Donald Trump. I have friends in Tallahassee. So I hope that this is the last time that anybody has to experience this and everybody can feel our pain so that nobody has to experience it firsthand. I expected to be able to ask my questions and give my opinion on my questions. But Colton Hobb, a member of the junior ROTC who shielded classmates in the midst of terror, says he did not get to share his experience. CNN had originally asked me to write a speech and questions, and it ended up being all scripted. Colton wrote questions about school safety, suggested using veterans as armed school security guards, but claimed CNN wanted him to ask a scripted question instead, so he decided not to go. I don't think that it's going to get anything accomplished. It's not going to ask the true questions that all the parents and teachers and students have. And so you can see right now, people are starting to leave the BB&T Center. It was a very serious, a very sober conversation. But just in some brief conversations that I've had with students who have come out, they feel like a lot of what was said today was just politics as usual. They say they didn't hear as much as they had wanted to. We're going to learn more from them and bring you that later on in the newscast. But at least this is the beginning of a conversation. Calvin Laurie, I'll send it back to you. Janine, with such a huge crowd there, live. But it, the media didn't want to cover that. That was MSNBC and a local network. They just called him a liar. CNN dropped it. Dana Loach's husband, you heard in the intro to this section, confirmed it. It was scripted. Any thinking American, independent, normal, in the middle of the country, not fucking brainwashed, knows those kids didn't have that in their head. Somebody put it there. But you can't tell it from the media. Jennifer Rubin, as we saw the NRA spokesman Dana Loesch appalling performance, she was condescending, dismissive, non-responsive at the town hall. The NRA is peculiar disadvantage in this debate. Daniel Dale, Chris Lowe's husband of NRA, Dana Loesch says they had to flee the scene of the CNN town hall fast, but it's good got dangerous for them. Ian Milheiser, will someone please give these snowflakes a safe place? The next day, Jake Tapper feels bad. That's not really fair, Ian, but he didn't give up a fight because he knows in his heart this was fucked up.
All he said is he made sure she was escorted. I would have also provided an escort. That's smart crowd management. I remain dubious that there was any physical danger and certainly nothing approaching the physical danger they put other people in for a living. Burn her is nothing. Rush in the crowd, nothing. You deserve it. You own guns. You see what I'm saying? Mary Elizabeth. You know, Dana Loesch has had to remove her family and get security because of threats. They do not ever put others in danger. Pay attention, you soy-licking, linguini arm homonoclus, homonoclus, whatever. An angry mob out for blood is a deadly threat. You authoritarian status have a nasty habit of riling up mobs to attack your opponents. Dana and Chris were wise to retreat. And that's, well, eat my ass, Dana Loesch. That's an actual blue check Democrat was allowed to say that. But that's my point. You have riled up young kids about everything to get your way. It's the Saul Alinsky playbook. And now you have kids attacking a mother of kids because she believes in owning a gun. Nothing she said was wrong. Nothing. Nothing. What NRA put out is right. If it wasn't about ratings, you wouldn't have grabbed these kids and ran them all over the place. If it wasn't about ratings, you wouldn't do wall-to-wall coverage, somebody on the ground, every fucking day after a shooting. You would love the ratings. By today, the Federalist... CNN's insane anti-gun town hall will only help the NRA. I don't even need to read it. You know it's true. All they did was make people dig their heels. And for those who are questioning their falseness, CNN's long history of allowing Democrat town hall plants. At the cable station's Democratic debate in Vegas in 2007, moderator Wolf Blitz introduced several citizen questioners as ordinary people, or undecided voters. But they later turned out to include a former Arkansas Democratic Director of Political Affairs, the President of the Islamic Society of Nevada, a far-left anti-war activist who's been quoted in the newspaper, lambasting Harry Reid for his failure to pull out of Iraq. At a CNN-YouTube GOP debate two weeks later, they included undecided voters whose questions were chosen, including a member of the LGBT America for Hillary, a young woman named Journey who questioned the candidates on abortion and whom CNN failed to properly identify as an outspoken John Edwards supporter, a supposed log cabin Republican who campaigned for Obama, okay, and wasn't even gay, a supposedly unaffiliated concerned mother who was actually a staffer and prominent Pittsburgh union activist for United Steelworkers, a supposed undecided voter who urged Ron Paul to run as an independent but was actually backing New Mexico Governor Bill Richardson, a staffer for Dick Durbin, yeah, also an intern for the American Islamic Relations Council, an operative for the Washington, D.C.-based Health Care for America Now, an unemployed cancer patient who was actually working for the DNC Organizing for America and the Virginia Organizing Project, a Democratic National Committee member, and community blogger at Organizing for America, 11-year-old daughter of a coordinator of Massachusetts Women for Obama, 
using young people as horticulture conduits to shape narrative wasn't an Obama invention, of course. And they go into last week, which was the 2016 cycle, the Hillary questions. All the girls that were brought up to talk to Hillary were plants. What have they changed? First National Bank of Omaha is no longer accepting NRA cards. We're not going to do them anymore for them. Greg Gutfeld. In an audience-driven event, speakers react to the possibility of applause that changes debate. We know the problem with the gun debate, mistrust between two vocal oppositions. A heckling show trial doesn't ameliorate this. It actually makes it worse. Did the sheriff just admit that he received tips on his killer and the audience is booing the NRA? If booing heckling is helpful addition to dialogue, please let us know when we break on the tomatoes. That was Springer territory. The heckling, the sheriff feeding audience applause like an afternoon talk show. Compare this to today's White House event. This divides, not unites. Shame. Good night. It's the worst thing I've ever seen. I could play more for you. I could play Chris Cuomo telling a Republican candidate who was actually doing a raffle for a gun, you deserve to be threatened. Sorkins on MSDNC saying divestment. That's the other theme I didn't cover. I'll cover it in future shows. That's been a big thing for the left. Obama company did it. He made it hard for banks to loan money to gun manufacturers. They want to dry them up so we never have a gun manufacturer in America. And their theory is we won't have guns. Even though there's 15 million ARs and 300 million weapons in the United States of America. I don't know how you're going to recover all those. I don't know what you do with them all. And I know you wouldn't get mine. And Katie Turr lying about Chris, uh, Governor Scott. He didn't go talk to the kids. He did. But he didn't talk the way you wanted him to. At all. They were incorrigible. Yet there are liberal articles. I won't even read them. I used to think gun control was the answer. My research told me otherwise. WAPO. 538. No, states with higher gun ownership don't have more gun murderers. It's a lie. It's all a fucking lie. This was nothing but a fucking Salem witch trial showing the true intent of the left, the media, grab the guns, win elections, demonize the other side. They've been successful in enabling an entire generation of teenagers to hate gun owners, just like they do. And that's supposed to be journalism. We're going to end this segment with about a 15-minute soundbite. I think it's worth listening for those who don't actually subscribe to him. Ben Shapiro could break this down better than I ever could. So we're going to close this segment, go to News and Social Media Nuggets with Ben Shapiro. And I think his breakdown, just 15 minutes, of just part of it is spot on. President Trump meets shooting victims and CNN runs one of the worst town halls on gun control I have ever seen in my life. It's truly egregious. Orwellian two minutes of hate stuff. I'll go through all of it. I'm Ben Shapiro. This is the Ben Shapiro Show. We have a lot to get to today. We're going to spend a lot of time with the CNN town hall that took place last night, moderated by Jake Tapper. I think Jake is a pretty good journalist, but I think that this did not do him any credit. I thought that the, I thought that the CNN special last night, which featured all of these shooting survivors 
asking questions of Marco Rubio, really casting accusations of Marco Rubio and Etienne Lash of the, of the National Rifle Association, and then a crowd filled with people from Broward County where the shooting took place, cheering wildly, screaming, booing. Uh, it really was a, it was an egregious scene. I'm going to go through all of that. I'm going to explain why it was so bad. Uh, also, President Trump at the White House um, asking questions of and being asked questions by shooting survivors. One of those events was good. One of those events, not so much. I'll explain all of this. We begin today, now at the CNN Town Hall. We'll get to that in just a few minutes. But with an actual useful thing. Okay, this useful thing happened at the White House yesterday. So at the White House yesterday, the President of the United States had a bunch of people in who'd been shooting victims, family of shooting victims, some people from Parkland, Florida, some people from Sandy Hook, uh, some people from, from other mass shootings that have taken place around the country. And he had a listening session with them. Now, Trump was mocked by the media because he was holding a piece of paper during this with notes on it. And one of the notes said, I hear you. And so the idea was, oh, well, I guess he's being coached to hear people. But you know, President Trump actually is quite good in these sorts of situations. And I think to everyone's surprise, they expected him to get angry or in knee-jerk fashion, argue with folks. He didn't do that. He sat there and he took it. He took it on the chin from a lot of people who were very upset. It was a wide variety of perspectives. So the media were very upset with this because they want all town halls to basically be people who are shooting victims or, or shooting victims' family or friends. They want those people to all be pro-gun control fanatics who go up there and yell at politicians. That's what it was on CNN last night. So they were very upset that the White House had a variety of perspectives. So they had some people who were pro-gun control, some people who thought that school safety and armed guards were the solution. Um, but that wide variety of perspectives was actually useful. And again, it demonstrated something that the left does not want you to believe. I've been saying this now since the Parkland shooting. I've been saying it more than that for five years since the Piers Morgan interview I did on CNN after the Sandy Hook shooting. The, the left media, so many people in the left media, wish you to believe that people who own guns, people who care about Second Amendment rights, people who want to protect their families, that these are people who don't care if children are shot, that they just don't care enough. If they truly cared enough, then they'd agree with the gun control agenda. Well, Trump yesterday showed that he cared, and that's what made the media so so angry about this event. I think it was a useful event. I think that it was an event that had class. I think it was an event that had dignity. Uh, and I think that it was an event that, that, again, demonstrated that we are all in this together. This is the thing that's missing. The media are trying to drive us apart. There are a bunch of folks on the anti-gun left who are trying to suggest because they, this is the only way they can find to push their unpopular agenda. They're trying to suggest that anyone who disagrees with them is morally bereft, that those people have moral shortcomings. The truth is, we're all neighbors. We all mourn when we see things like what happened in Parkland. We all want to stop that stuff. I want the shooter to fry in hell. You do too. Everyone's on the same page with this, except for the people who wish to believe that their political opponents are actually scum of the earth pieces of crap who don't care about dead kids. They only care about polishing their weapons in the background while, while posing in front of their conservative, in front of their Confederate flags. Right? This is the view that too many on the left have of law-abiding American donors. Uh, I get home from my long day in Washington, D.C., and I flip on CNN because everybody on Twitter is talking about this town hall. Now, I knew that this town hall was going to go wildly wrong from the start because CNN has an agenda here. And I know they were claiming that it's just students who are asking questions, but people at CNN are journalists. They know what a loaded question sounds like. Right? A loaded question is, when did you stop beating your wife, Senator? That's a loaded question. That was the entirety of the town hall last night. So the people who were there, it was the it was senators from Florida. So it was Senator Marco Rubio uh, and the Democratic senator from Florida, uh, whose uh, whose name is uh, Bill uh, Bill Nelson. Uh, so he's been the senator there since 2001. They were both there. Dana Lash from the NRA showed up as well. And this turned into basically a hootenanny. It was it was a bunch of people uh, in the crowd, hundreds of people in the crowd from the Broward County area. And then number one. 
Important to note, Broward County, Democratic area, very left area, voted for Hillary Clinton in a state that went red for Donald Trump. Uh, they voted, I think it was 54 to 46 for Hillary Clinton in that area. Uh, and this area of Broward County is apparently pretty left. The, the sheriff there, uh, a guy named Steve Israel, uh, has been photographed with Bernie Sanders and Hillary Clinton. So it's a Democrat area. So the shooting took place in a Democrat area, and the people there were family and friends of victims. So what you are likely to get when you set this up is obviously emotions running incredibly high and also an agenda that is obviously very clear. And this thing turned into a debacle right from the start with people asking questions that were utterly inappropriate on a moral level. Hey, just because you've suffered something doesn't mean you get to say immoral things. There were kids there who who were saying some of the most immoral things that, uh, truly immoral things. So, for example... Let's do clip 28. So this is Cameron Caskey. He's one of the students who's been most featured on CNN because obviously they're not going to feature a bunch of students who are right wing. That wouldn't be a thing. Instead, they're going to feature students who are left wing. So Cameron Caskey asks, asks Rubio a question. And in the process of the question, he makes, he, he says something that is so deeply immoral. It's shocking and it should be gut churning to you. Senator Rubio, it's hard to look at you and not look down the barrel of an AR-15 and not look at Nicholas Cruz. But the point is you're here and there are some people who are not. Okay, that right there, it's hard not to look at you and be looking down the barrel of the shooter's gun. I understand you just went through something. I understand what you went through was difficult and terrible and horrible, and no person should have to go through that. I get all of that. That statement is deeply immoral. That is a disgusting statement. Marco Rubio didn't shoot anybody. Marco Rubio did not walk into a school and mow down children. And Marco Rubio's agenda is not to facilitate the mowing down of children. But again... The left suggestion here is that everyone who is not on their side must be acting in bad faith. The only people acting in bad faith who say, are, are the people who say stuff like that. Those are the only people who are acting in bad faith. I mean, the entire night was just an evening of grandstanding by political officials and an evening of, of throwing around the most immoral, morally charged language by some of the students. And listen, your obligation to be a moral human being and say moral things does not stop when you experience tragedy. To suggest that Marco Rubio is akin to a school shooter is disgusting. It's disgusting. Okay, and I, I'm not saying that the kid is disgusting. I'm saying that statement is disgusting because the statement is disgusting. And again, bad statements, immoral statements. They don't become less immoral just because you experience some pain. And I know that people on the left agree with me because if there was a bombing victim or family of a bombing victim or a witness to a bombing who said, let's throw every Muslim in the United States out of the country, the left would say that's an immoral statement. And they'd be right. That is an immoral statement. It is an immoral statement to also say that a sitting senator in the United States wants children to die, wants children to die simply so they can get whatever it is, $9,000 that Rubio got from the National Rifle Association. Okay, that CNN special last night was designed to do one thing, and that was to drive a moral wedge between fellow Americans. Truly, truly despicable. That was not the limit of it, of course. The Broward County Sheriff, Steve Israel, was there as well, and he was there in his full-scale Democratic capacity. So let's do a quick flashback. This sheriff, whose department missed 39 separate warnings on this kid, okay, the, the shooter, the, the department was visiting this, this shooter's home six to seven times a year, for years, okay, and they still didn't have enough authority, supposedly, to put this kid away, to, get the, to, to take guns away from, from this person. I mean, the sheriff's office missed it. They blew it. But what is the sheriff blaming it on? Well, of course, he's going to blame it on guns. So here's a flashback. Here's Steve Israel. This is just last week, standing with Rick Scott, the governor of the state of Florida, and pushing gun control in front of Rick Scott. If you're an elected official and you want to keep things the way they are and not do things differently, if you want to keep the gun laws as they are now, you will not get reelected in Broward County. 
Right. So that guy right there is obviously a political actor with a political agenda, but he was portrayed on CNN as just a sheriff, right? Just a law enforcement official. Okay, the guy's a Democrat, obviously, and he has an agenda, pretty obviously. Nowhere was that clearer than when Dana Lash over at the NRA, who was there, asked the sheriff, okay, so why didn't you stop it? Right? You're the law enforcement body. You were warned. What did you do about it? And the media's response to Dana was, how dare Dana Lash ask Steve Israel something? It's one thing to blame Marco Rubio for the shooting. It's another to blame the actual sheriff who's responsible for maintaining the safety and security of the students of Broward County. It's another to say that he blew it. You know, it's one thing to blame gun owners like me all the way across the country in Los Angeles. But to blame, you know, to, to, to cast any weary eye upon the, the sheriff who's responsible for security, how dare Dana Lash? This clip 31. Uh, it just... Again, listen, look at the crowd's response to, to Dana asking a very solid question here. Okay, and of course the crowd starts turning on Dana for mentioning the fact that when you visit a home 39 times and the guy goes shoots up a school, maybe you missed something. Right? How many red flags do you have to have? Okay, that seems like a better question to me than Marco Rubio, you're obviously Satan. What are you doing here? Why are you, why are you Satan? Why are you Satan? And all of this, of course, was forwarded and, and nodded on. By CNN. I mean, listen to Emma Gonzalez. Emma Gonzalez is, is another one of the students who's been featured on CNN a lot. You can always tell which are the students who are pro-gun control because those are the ones whose faces you actually recognize. So when you look at Emma Gonzalez, you'll recognize her face because you saw it on CNN a lot. When you see some of the other students who were not at the CNN town hall for reasons that we will discuss in a second, then what you will see is that you don't recognize their faces because they're not on CNN a lot. So here's Emma Gonzalez, who actually says straight out to Dana Lash that she's going to support Dana Lash's kids better than, than Dana Lash's. Good for Dana for not taking the bait there. But again, what a horrifying statement. I'm going to defend your children the way you won't. I'd like to see Emma Gonzalez name Dana Lash's kids. She doesn't know Dana's kids. Again, the, the implication is that Dana must not care about children because Dana doesn't agree with Emma Gonzalez on this issue. It got worse than that. An audience member actually called Dana Lash a murderer in the middle of this special. Nobody says a word. It's just incredible. This is at clip 24. Okay, and you can actually hear in the background audience members shouting at Dana that she's a murderer. If you believe that Marco Rubio is the murderer, if you believe that Dana Lash is the murderer, but if you don't believe that the shooter is responsible for his own actions, and if you believe that 300 million people in the United States have to have their gun rights removed from them, Instead of us focusing on how to fix this issue, if you think we're all that unsympathetic, then I would suggest you have a screw loose. You actually do have a problem. Your morality is skewed beyond belief if you think Dana Lash is a murderer or Marco Rubio is equivalent to the man who shot children in the face at a Parkland high school. Just repulsive. It got even worse than that. It was, that, that wasn't even the extent of it. The, the questions that were being asked were, were truly, were, were truly amazing. So this is clip 12. Uh, you're going to see the, the father of one of the, of the murdered students trying to push Rubio to say that guns had, uh, were the sole reason for the shooting. And Rubio won't go there and the crowd starts booing him, which again demonstrates the silliness of this. It is true, by the way, that guns were a factor here because the gun was used. Just as in any murder, the murder weapon is a factor. But does that mean it is the sole factor? Of course not. That's ridiculous. Okay, and then Rubio answers by saying, of course, guns were a factor, but they were not the deciding factor, which, of course, is true. That, of course, is true. And there's a, a fantastic thread uh, on Twitter uh, that uh, that a, an actual scholar has written about uh, about what exactly it is that, that mass shooters have in common. And bottom line is it is a large variety of factors. It is not one thing. It is many things. But we don't. We can't handle that in the United States. So it always has to come down to one thing. And of course, Marco Rubio has to be browbeaten for for being a Second Amendment advocate. It gets even worse than that. Okay, so watch this. This is this is the clip that is going to be played over and over and over by Second Amendment advocates. You understand? If you are a if you are an advocate for gun control, the worst thing you can do right now in a time when everyone is on the same side regarding the horrors that just happened, 
The worst thing you can do is claim that those of us who disagree with you are evil and nasty. You're seeing movement. You are. I mean, just a bit of political advice. You are seeing movement from people on the pro-gun side saying we'd be willing to look at certain gun control measures we may not have been willing to look at before. I may not agree with that policy decision on their part, but that is what is happening in real time. Instead of you embracing that, instead of you saying, you obviously want to come to the table, let's see if there are places where we can agree, instead of us all coming to the table on issues that may not have to do with confiscating weaponry, but instead may have to do with securing schools, on those issues, instead of you doing that, you are you are overtly alienating people who disagree with you. So here is an example of this. So this is clip 30. So Rubio is talking about how uh, the, uh, well, you know, before we get to clip 30, clip 29, Bill Nelson is the Democratic senator, and Bill Nelson mentions at the very beginning how he wants to ban what he calls assault weapons, including the AR-15. Assault weapons, again, has no legal definition. Uh, any rifle could theoretically be an assault weapon, depending on the magazine size or the color or the grip uh, or the shape. Uh, or, or whether there's a site on it or any of the rest of this. So Bill Nelson mentions banning the AR-15, and of course there's big applause because, again, this is a stacked town hall. I will point out that when the Democrats brought up an assault weapons ban in 2009, only 38 Democrats voted in favor of it. The, the entire Senate voted it down overwhelmingly. Uh, so Marco Rubio later, he says, listen, that all sounds well and good, right, getting assault weapons off the streets and all of this. You're talking about banning every semi-automatic gun in the United States, effectively speaking. And listen to the crowd. Start looking at how easy it is to get around it. You would literally have to ban every semi-automatic rifle that's sold in Okay, and here's the point, right? If you want to ban all semi-automatic rifles, when he says you have to ban all semi-automatic rifles, for people who don't know what a semi-automatic rifle is, a semi-automatic weapon is just a weapon where when you pull the trigger once, one shot comes out and another round is chambered. That is all a semi-automatic weapon is. It's basically everything except for like a single action revolver. Right, that's that, or a double action revolver, rather. It's, it's, it's pretty much any gun in the United States is effectively a semi-automatic weapon. Right, old six shooters are basically semi-automatic weapons. Okay, at least they function like semi-automatic weapons in the sense that one trigger pull means one bullet is fired. And they're talking now about full gun bans, right, which would also, I assume, have to include full gun confiscation. Right, they'd also have to be talking about taking away all of the guns because it's not enough to ban people from buying new guns. There are too many guns already out there. Now, you can get a hold of a gun if you just go to a private seller. It's not that hard. So you'd have to create a registry, and then you'd have to ban people from selling, and then you'd probably have to confiscate the weapons because you don't want them out there anyway because how many people already own guns? Now, there are 300 million guns in the United States. 300 million guns in the United States and 100 million gun owners. What in the world are you talking about? I, I encourage Democrats to go down this path. You know, th this, this is a campaign ad for the NRA. Okay, that last clip was a campaign ad for the NRA. Now, the media last night were going wild over this. Look how Rubio stepped right into that one. He made a proposal, and the, the Democrats cheered it. All right, go for it. Do it. Do it. I want to see you propose the full repeal of the Second Amendment to the United States Constitution. You need 38 states to do it. You're going to be lucky if you reach 15. Are you out of your minds? But apparently the answer is yes, because, look, the reality is there is no solution that is dependent on getting rid of the Second Amendment. It's not going to happen. It's not a reality. You try going down to Texas and confiscating all those weapons, you see how that goes. You want to see a lot of dead people? That's where you see a lot of dead people. It's mass confiscations of weaponry in the United States. Not going to happen. But, again, the media are so beside themselves, they feel like their agenda is finally being forwarded. What they don't understand is the only thing that changed today from last night because of the CNN special is a bunch of Republicans went out and bought an AR-15. Last night, I was browsing rifles online. I wasn't browsing rifles because I'm interested in more violence. I'm browsing rifles because I think the Democrats are going to move to try and make it illegal for me to own one. 
And I, if I want to protect my family, then I want the gun of my choice to protect my family. Because guess what? I'm not going to mow down children, and I want to be able to stop the bad guy who does want to mow down children. Democrats are shooting themselves right in the foot with this sort of stuff. And worse, they're dividing the country, and that's really what this is about. They're really about trying to get people out to the polls, trying to use this as a wedge issue. They think they can get people really excited. I promise you, all of the anti-gun advocates who are so deeply excited about going to the polls, there are a lot more Americans who own guns, know people who own guns, have fired a gun than people in the United States who have not. I got a million ways to get it. She was one. Bought the land, tore the motherfucking house down. 
Bought the car, tore the motherfucking roof off. Ride clean, I don't never take the shoes off. Bought the Jeep, tore the motherfucking doors off. Put out that bitch, ride the shit like a skateboard. Navigation on, trying to find my next thrill. Feeling myself, I don't even need an X pill. Can't chill, but my neck will. Haters really gonna be mad off my next deal. Uh, I don't know why they worry about my pockets. Meanwhile, I had over chilling in the projects. Had out in Vesta, chilling on the steps, drinking quarter waters. I gotta be the best. MJ at Summer Jam, Obama on the text. Y'all should be afraid of what I'm gonna do next. Hold up. Hey. Somebody bring me back some money, please. Hey. I got a million ways to get it. She was wild. Hey, bring it back, bring it back. Now double your money and make it stack. Uh, uh, to the next one. Uh, uh, to the next one. Uh, uh, media bubble one podcast at a time here's tony reed this, this is this is something man this is this is our generation man all you people we're all together man it's groovy and dig yourselves because it's really groovy now it's time for news and social media nuggets the crazy stuff that makes your host lose his mind. It's a whole new ball game on campus these days, and they call it PC. PC? Politically correct. And it's not just politics, it's everything. It's what you eat, it's what you wear, and it's what you say. If you don't watch yourself, you can get in a buttload of trouble. For instance, right see these girls? Yeah. No, you don't. Those are women. You call them girls, no pop your figs. Save the whales. Yeah, he's in the military now. No military corner. We're going straight into college crazy. IU Bloomington to spend 1.2 million studying lack of women in STEM. They're going to blow a million point two to realize what science has already proved. Men are better, better in math and science. Women are better in other areas. It's called biology, but these people don't believe in biology because they believe you can wake up and change your sex daily. GW Dems use student government funds for Planned Parenthood fundraiser. Pink Out Gala. This article pretty much breaks down that during this gala, they used funds. It's illegal, but they give no fucks. And they're not going to resend it, and they're trying to put it underneath the clause. Hidden within this, and the reason why we don't have background music right now, was this little soundbite. So since we didn't bash really Planned Parenthood other than talking about taking guns and how horrible the NRA is when they donate more money and kill more people than the NRA ever will because the NRA kills zero, they kill just a million a year. Just a million. It's going down, Tony. 
babies. Here's Planned Parenthood in a nutshell. Imagine there's an organization that claims to stand for one thing, but actually stands for another. Imagine this organization calls itself a healthcare provider, but it's not involved in preserving life; it's involved in ending it. And imagine that you help finance this organization, whether you want to or not. Well, you don't have to imagine. This organization exists, and it has a name with which you are very familiar. It calls itself Planned Parenthood, and the deception begins right there. Planned Parenthood doesn't help people plan for parenthood; it helps people escape it, and that's only the start of its deceptions. Planned Parenthood tells you it's one of the nation's leading women's healthcare providers, but it provides very little healthcare. It tells you it provides adoption referrals. But the only adoption advice it is likely to offer is Google it. Most deceptive of all, Planned Parenthood tells you that abortions are a small part of what it does, but it performs more abortions than anyone else in America. Here are the facts: the folks who run Planned Parenthood boast that they provide life-saving cancer screenings, and they do. Just not that many of them; less than two percent of the nation's screenings each year. They talk about providing breast exams. They do, but just not that many of them. Again, less than two percent of the nation's total. They talk about providing ultrasounds, but the last thing they want to do is show a pregnant woman an image of her growing child. So they don't. The ultrasound is only for Planned Parenthood's use to better facilitate patients' abortions. In other words, abortion, not women's health, is Planned Parenthood's reason for being. Every year, it does more than a third of all abortions in America. Over 321,000 of them. That's equivalent to every inhabitant of St. Louis or Pittsburgh wiped out every year. That's over 880 abortions every day, and abortion every 98 seconds. And while the number of total abortions in the United States is going down, Planned Parenthood's market share of abortions has increased from 23% in 2006 to 34% in 2016. Oh yeah, the music's back. Let's get into some fun shit. Danielle Vega, the transgender star, lighting up the film industry. Have you ever heard of her? Neither have I. So how's she lighting shit up? Hateful content. Twitter bans Christian radio interview opposing transgender. They were actually told that it violates our policy of hate. Hate. Simultaneously, this week, five conservatives asked for ads for their show, their network. They were refused because it violates the ad. So basically, no conservative ever. James Wood tweeted this. I checked the validity. It's real. An F. Give me an example of someone who has impacted your life. The F was for remove Jesus, please. That was in high school.、Hmm. Black Panther won't go away because it did really good for all the geeks who like comic books and all the liberals who went out to rush it. But they're getting bashed by hip hop news. Black Panther criticized for lack of LGBT representation. Thoughts? Ellen Barkin. Must everything about be about everything all the time? Well, yes, it does. You guys make the rules. We don't. Simultaneously, Black Panther is a perfect juxtaposition of how fucked up liberals are. We want your guns. Guns are evil, but in our movie, we're going to kill 163 people with guns. Okay. 
They were like going full Rambo. They were getting their Rambo on, and I thought it was super, super awesome how Rambo-y they got. MRC put out their far left craziness. We're going to start off with, uh, this is just insane. Iceland elf sex. I think I should say I'm the I'm an elf sex nerd, maybe. <laughs> I think that's the very best way to explain what I am. And this is my book. Please yourself. My first encounter with elves. Well, it was sort of by accident. It was simple. I was just wandering around the Icelandic nature. I suddenly realized I'm alone in this beautiful situation. He just came to me and whispered some things in my ear, you know, dirty talk. <laughs> um, they're quite good at that, actually. So they're not technically elves, they're more like hidden people or hultifolk, which is what we call them. So they're not like small, ugly gnomes, they're more like tall and beautiful and... I think it will make the world a better place if more people have sex with elves, basically. Having shafts in the bed, and then the changing in temperature. One moment she felt warm, really warm, and then her breath cooled you down, and then the heat again until you can't hold it back any longer. Sounds pretty awesome. Even though I'm not a god. I think it will make the world a better place if more people have sex with elves, basically. Sex like humans is <laughs> Wow, that's just crazy. Other things, sex tourists, are you through with Thailand over Amsterdam, full up of Philippines? Why not get your Nordic folklore freak on? Try Iceland for elvish trade. As we listen to that whole soundbite, they break it down this article. What the fuck, Chuck? Quick take, Slate says the selling of cute kids online is bad news for our relationship with real children. Two thoughts. One, you can buy a cute kid online with a question mark. Two, if you allow adorable social media child stars to impact your real world, you probably shouldn't have children. Men colonize Mars, women clean up after them. Bold, forward-looking expression of humanity, innate wonder and optimism, or just more exploitative patriarchal imperialism. Which way you view current efforts to reach Mars depends on whether you're a normal person or you're the editorial board and communication manager of Clayman Institute for Gender Research at Stanford University like poor Marcy Bianca. And it breaks down how this lady actually made an article about that. Something we'll probably never do. Hmm. Another slate. Dear Prudence, evidence page. Help! I hate when other parents joke about my three-year-old son's Girlfriend. What that said. In the but where's the Gabe category, box checking fail. Apparently, the LGBTQZWR and sometimes Y lobby is going to have to get its own greatest movie ever image, Black Panther. This is a whole nother article breaking down all the other places other than the last report I just said. That they're just pissed off. They are just pissed off that there wasn't gay people. Yeah. 
Newlywed 20-something biology teacher traumatized teen with half-naked sex romp in SUV, cop said. Well, she must be a liberal, because now we're going to do policy based on teenage thoughts. We might as well start fucking them all, right? Okay. Cleaning products as bad for your lungs as smoking 20 cigarettes a day, scientists warn. Hmm. Gotten high a couple times off Mr. Clean? Maybe that makes sense. You need to hear these FAA tapes from the Oregon UFO incident that sent F-15 scrambling. I love covering these articles. I don't go in depth. I just like reading them out loud because I believe posters are in every one of these authors' rooms. Mysterious rocket seen at accident U.S. naval base in shock-leaked footage. And there's private space company. It's not SpaceX. So... I don't know, maybe there's something to letting, you know, civilians do the space program. I don't know. Suspected Harlow drug dealer has now gone, last podcast, 28 days. Hmm. 33. Dude hasn't taken a dump in 33 days. He's going to fucking die. He's just going to die. Couple rescued from remote desert deserted island after writing massive help sign in the sand. I guess it was Percy Island off Queensland. Their dinghy sunk. And they did the Gilligan Island out there and got rescued. And that, my friends, is our news and social media nuggets. Now, we'll go to our lighter fare. selling. Liz Four's, uh, Liz Lohai spoke with the entertainers tonight. It's a story you will only see on News 4. Liz? That's right, Tracy and Tom. I'm live outside Deja Vu where some females were trying to sell something other than entertainment today. They actually had a sign in a booth selling an AR-15 for $1,100, except they weren't really trying to sell it. They were trying to prove a point. <laughs> News 4. We get a variety of calls and emails into our newsroom daily, but this was unusual. A viewer wanted us to check out the situation outside Deja Vu, where some dancers were apparently trying to sell an AR-15. We did have cops that came out. They told us again that it was completely legal. No, the ladies were not breaking the law. Private gun sales like this are allowed. No background check, waiting period, or license is required. It's kind of scary, especially with so many of the mass shootings going on, that it is that easy for anybody to obtain it. The dancers were not actually trying to sell it. They simply wanted to prove a point. They say in Nashville it is easier to buy an assault rifle than it is to make a living as an exotic dancer. You have to get a background check, uh, fingerprinted. We have to do two passport photos. Mary Jane says laws enforced by Metro's sexually oriented business licensing board are getting stricter every year making her feel like a criminal. I'm like, man, is this what this is supposed to feel like? I didn't think I was doing anything wrong, you know, but they, they definitely make you kind of feel like that. Board members did not want to go on camera, but one did tell me over the phone he feels the regulations are more than reasonable and ensures the safety of both employees and customers. The ladies say they're simply hoping their demonstration may incite some change. We could sell it to some person that, that could use it for God knows what, and yet we have to go through all this just to give somebody a dance. It's a little, it's a little insane. 
Now, a candidate for state Senate says today's demonstration was nothing more than a stunt. Former State Representative Joe Carr says the point the women were attempting to make falls flat. All stunts are meant to generate publicity for the stunty in this case, right? And I think this is kind of uh, it's kind of tragic. And, you know, the, what happened in Florida uh, and in, our, in the school down there um, and what's happened in a number of schools uh, in the last few years is very, very tragic and shouldn't be minimalized uh, by the sensational antics of uh, a handful of women in front of a gentleman's club. Now, this is one of the most popular stories on our website. If you want to join the conversation, head over to our Facebook page, and you can comment on the News 4 Facebook page. Reporting live in downtown Nashville, Liz Loheis, News 4. Liz, thanks. Yeah, that was from local news, WSMV. I guess, basically, the strip club tried to lure guys in with a AR rifle, and it worked, but I'm sure it has been stopped by now. Another lighter fare segment, Bravo Stars, and that is all the people on all the Real Housewives of Des Moines, Iowa, Spokane, Washington, or New York, Atlanta, and New Jersey. They have to sign STD clauses. Basically saying if they get the clap, it's not our fault. Because we kind of want you to fuck anything that moves. Hmm. And our last lighter fare, I had a whole bunch, some fun stuff is John Birch. Uh, I was introduced to this the other day by somebody, and I was blown away because I've, I've seen the guy, but I didn't know who he was. And he had one about transgenderism. I thought it was fucking hilarious. For those that are offended, go fuck yourself because this is comedy gold. The single most common question I get asked is, are you a boy or are you a girl? Well, I would imagine that would have something to do with the fact that it's really hard to tell what you are considering how you look. It's not an insult to you. It's just hard to distinguish whether you are a man or a woman. The simple answer is no. Oh, this is going to be good. Let's hear it. But then the response after that is usually a very confused, what? What? So here is the explanation. I am non-binary, and that means I identify as something other than male or female. Um, I'm identifying as an Apache attack helicopter. That, that's what I am. So please refer to me as AH-64 from now on. Please. Thank you. Our society and history has led us to believe over thousands of years that there are only people who are male and people who are female. But that is because our society has based gender on physical sex. Yes, we base gender off of physical sex or genitalia because that's what you are. Male or female. Penis or vajayjay. Just because you identify as something else doesn't make it true. Let me see what it is, nurse. Ah, yes, what a strapping young lad. That's a bear. It's outdated. The truth is that gender is in the brain, and physical sex is a completely separate and different thing that is private to every individual. What people really mean when they're asking the boy or girl questions creepily, so, what genitals do you have? I would ask you the same question, but quite honestly, I'm afraid to get an answer. That and you sound like a total bitch. People need to realize it doesn't matter what living meat skeleton you've been born in, it's what you feel that defines you. Well right now I feel like an asshole. Where's 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 my bathroom? I need the asshole bathroom. Where's that at? Non-binary is a blanket term for anyone who identifies out with the binary gender. 
there are only two genders, male and female. Don't try and change the narrative simply because you don't like it. If you want to identify as a penguin, I don't give a fuck. But the basis of the matter is you are either male or female. If you want to change genders, that's your prerogative. But don't try and make everybody else believe your lies. There are endless ways of being non-binary, and no two people identify the same way. So just remember, gender is what you feel, not what your thoughts are. Don't be afraid to be yourself. Bye, guys. Did, did, did you just assume my gender? Fucking moving to Mars. That shit's super f- Funny. Super, super funny. Wish I would have heard it when all this stuff was going on. Our last thing is Megan, Mayor Megan Barry from Nashville. Um, I had an article basically covering that a group's calling for her to resign, which is a conservative group. And then I had this huge op-ed from the New York Times. Megan Barry's affair with subordinate has her opponents outraged. The rest of us aren't sure what to think. Basically supporting how awesome she is and how she's making that booming city Boom! Light rail, all this liberal bullshit. Well, wake up this morning, and in between segments about the Parkland students and how brave they are, and how I need to change my whole life's vision on weapons because of some kids that got fed questions by CNN, come to find out on the dude she was plugging's phone are pictures of her naked, taken on the clock while they this dude was getting overtime. So in typical liberal fashion... She handed over her personal phone, but she won't let it be unlocked because she says that's personal shit and you can't have it. Whereas, if it was a Republican, she would say, what a piece of shit, what's he hiding, Trump's a piece of shit, Trump resists something, it wouldn't have anything to do with Trump, it wouldn't have to do anything with resistance, but she would say all those things and demand it. So, I'm happily hoping, hoping the city council of all liberals in Nashville decides to start stepping away from this piece of shit. Because it's clearly obvious she was using company money to fuck on company dime with somebody getting paid by the company, which was her subordinate. And if that's not a me too, I don't know what the fuck is. So, this wraps up another episode of Flyover Politic Podcast. Please feel free to share this with family and friends. Send comments by email at F-O-P-P-O-D-C-A-S-T at gmail.com. podcast at gmail.com. You can get this show on SoundCloud, Podcast Addict, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, iTunes, Blueberry, and Stitcher. Make sure to check out the Flyover Politic webpage at F-O-P-P-O-D-C-A-S-T dot com. Fop podcast.com to see links to feeds for our show links to our facebook page and email us there you'll see a link to every episode on the episode release page and my blog on the blog page i put out two blogs this week some personal shit and some general shit next podcast will be sometime next week not going to set a date pretty busy right now and hard to do with the damn puppy and my wife's work schedule and yada 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 because there's nothing worse than trying to jam a podcast like this down, even though it's very long because the sound bites. And get it over with while I have watch animals and do this and do that. And I can't do it on Sunday because I'm working on Saturday. La, 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 la. You don't fucking care. So sometime next week, I'll get a podcast. I want to thank all of you for listening. I want to once again identify that the Tucker Carlson comments, Ben Shapiro comments, those are theirs. But I just want you to hear them because they're great comments. And they're breaking down what I was saying also. It's very hard today as a United States Army veteran, guy who fought in the war, to watch this bullshit on the TV and have people tell me what I can or cannot do. This is the very reason why Donald Trump became president of the United States of America. He wasn't qualified to be president of the United States of America. I didn't want to vote for him for president of the United States of America, but I didn't have a choice. If I didn't vote for him to be president of the United States of America, Hillary Clinton was going to be president of the United States of America. And once again, this is all Democrats do. You will do what I say. I will make you believe like me. 
You will embrace my norms. You won't have a gun. And the pinnacle of being a woman is to kill your baby. I ask every citizen out there to really think, do we want to set our federal regulations on what a bunch of kids told by a bunch of parents who are told by a bunch of Democrats what to say? Is that what we do for our regulations? And I once again want you to really look through and watch ABC, NBC, CBS, CNN, PBS, MSDNC, New York Times, WAPO. It's glaringly obvious they do not respect what our forefathers put into the Constitution, the right to bear arms. They not only hate guns, they hate that clause in the Constitution, and they hate you for owning it. Get active. Someday you might want a gun. You won't be able to buy one. Because when Murkowski squeezed out there, and I saved it to talk about it in the end, you heard it. They want automatic weapon ban. People on CNN have already slipped and said it. They want all automatic weapons. If they had it your way, you'd have a fucking shotgun with some bird shot behind the door. 12 gauge. It's all you can have. You don't need to fend. We're here. But it's clearly obvious in every one of these shootings, somehow, some way, law enforcement couldn't find everything. FBI fucking ignored it. In the last two shootings alone, Vegas and here, it's obvious. There were signs. People did nothing. People fucking died. The president had a listening session. No president's ever taken that kind of bullshit. Obama never would. Your media dogged him having a cue card and saying he didn't like active shooter. And let's harden the schools. But he brought three things to the table. Bump stocks. Raising the age. Strengthening background checks. And all they did was criticize. Because they don't want that. It's not about gun control. It's about gun confiscation. They want a registry. Then they want to take your gun. Once again. Right now you might be not having a gun. My wife owns gun. She lived her whole fucking life not wanting guns. She has a fucking 9 mil and an AR. She enjoys shooting. So think hard of what liberties you want to give up because it seems the cool thing to do and your Facebook and Twitter feed is telling you to do it and your TV and radio and print are squawking it and brainwashing you to believe, I don't need that, it's horrible. If I own this AR, it'll walk off and kill some kids. Think for yourself, because the moment you start giving up liberty, eventually you're going to run into some liberty you don't want to give up, but you've already let it happen before. It's just going to happen again, and you won't be able to stop it. So think long and hard, and don't let the emotions and the witch trial and the use of kids to dissuade you on the simple fact that the founding fathers of this country had their shit together, it's worked this long. It can work forever. So until next time, my friends, take care, and thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to this episode of Flyover Politic Podcast. Make sure to check out our webpage at F-O-P-P-O-D-C-A-S-T dot com. Until next time, remember it's a short ride. Make every day count.
Cause I feel the same 